Imagine a dimension slightly different from the one we're in. For me, it was Tuesday. History is the same, but it isn't. Welcome to the new 42. Hey everybody, this is Ken Masters, and you're listening to 42 Level 1. The new 42. Well, how can you do my son? Bra, bra, bra! Coming down for you. Damn it. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to yet another 42 level one. I am one of your hosts, Alistair Kennedy, and here with me tonight, I have the next lineup on Crime Squad, if that's a thing. Um, obviously with me, the hostess with the mostess, the Twilight Princess of all games himself. Mr. Drucker, here as always. We have the Lone Wanderer, who usually shits himself, pre-show. Uh, <laughs> thank you, yep, I'm here, Rosho, again. And for the first time ever in the five-year history, as advertised last week, we have David Cameron, I mean, Cameron Frew. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> Yes, America, that's the voice of Cameron. Be prepared to hear it later. So let's start things differently this week. I'm joking. Just the same as always. Big screen, we screen. And this is the part of the show where we talk about all the TV and all the movies that we have watched throughout the week. And what fun we have to tell you guys. And Cameron, you go first. What have you watched? Uh, well, I saw uh, Michael Bay's latest blessing to all of us uh, with the <laughs> new former sequel. Um, it's amazing. And, I mean, some would say it's an atrocity. I mean, I know <laughs> I would. Uh, truly, truly terrible, pretty much in every single aspect. Yeah. Take that back, right? This is the greatest <laughs> cinematic piece that's ever existed since Citizen Kane. Transformers <laughs> 5 is literally the thing that's going to bring so many storytellers and writers to the forefront of Hollywood. Michael Bay should be perceived as a saint. He's revolutionised the film industry with Transformers <laughs> 5. So maybe okay. they just require a further understanding that my feeble little mind isn't capable of. But um, I think they've just transformed into disasters. Oh! oh. oh. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> The banter. Hang the show. I'm just here for the banter. The <laughs> uh, So, apart from Love and Transformers, what else have you watched this week? Well, TV-wise, I haven't really had the chance to watch a lot. I've been creating a, a hundred movies list, as I've told yourself, Ali. Um, so I've just been trying to catch up on old classics, uh, such as Taxi Driver and uh, Kramer versus Kramer, you know. But... Uh, in terms of TV, I've been actually trying to work myself way through uh, How I Met Your Mother. But other than that, no new TV to really report to you that much. Uh, but stay away from Transformers, just stay away. I'm sorry, I just it's like a public service announcement rather than a review. Just <laughs> stay away. If I could put a war siren up, 
know, the, the one that Churchill, it should come with every screening of Transformers. <laughs> See, that, that noise kind of sounds like my mother-in-law at Christmas when I'm not helping her with the turkey. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. Linda doesn't listen to this thing. <laughs> okay, um, anything else, Cameron, you want to cover? Uh, well, uh, Gifted was out not too long ago. Chris Evans dropping his shield uh, and becoming a, a lovable father figure. Uh, a fairly sort of DVD movie, got to say. Uh, it, it does suit the Captain America role a lot better. Uh, it's basically a movie about an arrogant little child, but um, some would say it's lovable, some would say it's likable, I would say it's a bit corny. Uh, but other than that, the big movie we need to wait for now is Spider-Man, really. Um, so. Surely the Bumblebee movie? <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 that's that's Bay, Bay, Bay man. so... Oh, God. Okay, so I will jump in, and since I'm the most important person, I will go next. I was going to say Ross, but then he laughed. Um, so, yeah, I went to see Transformers as well, and I'm just going to read my notes, right? I, as you guys know, I'm a big Transformers fan, have been since the 80s, so, right, I can't remember. Who did I send my notes to? Never mind, this is the image. Right, you remember how, yeah, I think everybody got them. I was raging. Tasha loved it. Um Okay, so remember everyone got pissed off with the two, and I think it was the third or the fourth one, where there were like basically r- racial stereotypes. Mm. Like Michael Bay doubled down in this one. See all the complaints everyone had. He basically st- tattooed them on his middle finger and put it in screen for two hours. Like he just he like doubled down on the racism. Not even joking. There's like a robot called Mohawk. There's a guy that's kind of like B. A. Brackers. And they die first. That's not a lie. Mm. Um, so it starts with King Arthur and Roundtable. I'd have watched it if it stayed there. It was pretty cool, man. It was actually the, the 10 minutes maybe we got of like the Merlin Arthur, King Arthur times was better than the entire fucking Guy Ritchie movie that I watched with um, him from Green Street and Charlie Hunnam. Uh, Merlin was a gas guy who like faked being a wizard. That was the best bit of the film. I think that made a transformer into <laughs> kitted on aid magic, but uh, it went from King Arthur, and in ten minutes it was Metal Gear Solid Four at the start, where you've got <laughs> like you know the biped things walking the streets. This is no joke, and then it's post-apocalyptic with Mark Wahlberg, and after Mark Wahlberg says anything and shoots what looks like a flare gun, doesn't hit any transformers. Like he big great and. He shouts his way through two and a half hours. Like, literally just shouts at every fucking character in this film. Oh, Cameron, you can swear in this show if you want. Um, well, I do. Um, he, um, he meets random kids for no reasons. They, they do the whole uh, stand by me ripoff. Do, do you want to see a dead robot? They say, and it just doesn't work. Then the whole film turns into, like, I like watching trailers and you push the mice it feels like two minute trailers sewn together Michael Bay telling the story watching figures like that Trump that I've showed you where he's like yay a truck that's like what Michael Bay done with this film except he uh, this is going to be kind of spoiler so if you haven't seen it stop listening but 
Grimlock's in it for fucking like five minutes. He does. He changes. He doesn't change into like robot night mode. He just stays as a dinosaur. He's totally underused. We see slag or whatever they're calling the Triceratops in this one. For a second, Optimus Prime's in it ten minutes, and like the whole Nemesis Prime thing they promised, like from the comics, the original series and stuff like that, where he turned bad, lasted like five minutes. He get woken up by like Sleeping Beauty's kiss from a prince, basically, because Bumblebee talked. No one gave a shit at that point. Uh, Hot Rod Black, because they said it was a more appropriate car. Now, fucking. Anthony Hopkins drove a red car for most of the London section in it. That would have been perfect for Hot Rod. Uh, the voice actor for Optimus Prime, God, it escapes me. It's not Frank. Well, what's Optimus Prime's voice actor called? Me. No idea. Ross. Ross is going to Google silently, so we. but it sounded. It didn't even. Peter Cullen. Yeah, he yeah. didn't even sound like Optimus Prime. Um, yeah, that happens. Um, I don't remember the rest of the Bumblebee can Bumblebee's immortal. Like Jazz, one of my favorite Transformers when I was wee, get ripped up by Megatron. That's him dead forever. Bumblebee gets blown to bits quite a few times in this film and puts himself back together just because. Megatron's back, even though he killed by Optimus in the third one, turned into Galvatron in the fourth one. He's back just because. Yeah, look, Megatron's back. No one questioned it. The shit army guy from the first one is back. Um, I I think Tyrese was there, but he was kind of off screen. I heard his voice. I'm sure I read he was in this. Don't um, he been in it? Um, Michael Bay destroyed the world more or less. All the rest of the pyramids that were left standing in this universe are gone. So it's almost as if he's going to the next director. Ha! Good luck fixing that mess. I I would just use honestly like time. I, I would go. Ah, oh, it's all in a timeline. Oh, they slipped in the slipstream. Everything's back to normal. Um, that's, that's what they do. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Days of Future Past. Just fucking... Honestly, like, the whole thing's just a mess just now. Nothing about it's enjoyable. It makes Age of Extinction look like it's worthy of an Oscar. Uh, I don't want to take away from Michael Bay because his sounds are fucking awesome in the film. Like, sound effects are great. In fact, he's, when you think about it, he's filming nothing and envisioning, like, giant robots leaping about. And the way that it's done works to an extent. You can at least see the robots fighting in this one when the robots are on screen. However, one of my biggest problems is... Bumblebee kicked Optimus Prime's ass until the water knocked down. Like, that shouldn't have happened at any point. Like, and then Optimus just jumped on top of him and tried to kill him. Bumblebee kissed him. I mean, sorry, spoke to him and broke the spell. That was, like, alternative program fucking Transformers, but Bumblebee's voice can break that. They also had, like, a cheap promo in the middle for the upcoming Bumblebee film to show, look, it was here in World War II. Yeah, fuck off. Every one of these films, you're like, no, they were here this early. No, this early. No, look, right back to the World War. <laughs> and Optimus Prime's first time on Earth in the first one was in 2007, but in fucking Anthony fucking fuck off cunt face his name in the uh, it's just really getting annoyed basically there's a Sam Witwicky uh, who's played by Shia LaBeouf is like honestly no wonder he get broken by these films if he's crazy and won't play the character anymore then why are we still watching him but he's part of the Wiccan Society which are relatives of Merlin's and like his photos in the study for no reason and uh, it's just a sad film to experience, man. Like, <laughs> when is sorry, Cameron. 
there's a part in that film where there's Merlin. We actually see Merlin, who is played by Stanley Tucci, who also <laughs> had a age of extinction. Because, right, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. right? Like, it's, it's of course maybe they're long, long lost cousins. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't get it. Like, honestly, like what? they've got the story it's a bit like the guys that done Ratchet and Clank you have the story written for you and the characters set up like honestly just have them a big brawl for like like copy the script of Wrestlemania last year and throw their own mm-hmm. everyone wants that shit like no one cares about what the soldiers are up to they fucking plot MacGuffin like what was it this time oh Cybertron came to Earth and now Cybertron's next to Earth but Cybertron's also the bad planet and it's grown horns no sorry Earth's the bad planet it's grown horns to face Cybertron and what? what what like go away forever like just honestly ignore what Michael Bay done keep the Transformers look cool I'm not going to deny it I've always liked the look of the movie wins but you, you did you get Dinobots there man like and they didn't even come and help at the end why like they're the ones that and ask them along because Grimlock's been treated like a, a junkyard dog basically in the junkyard like what are you doing stop it Michael Bay go away please <laughs> forever and like he is apparently done with the franchise now really? I'm glad honestly man sorry like that's uh, all I watched Tyler Claus asked in the chat what did you think of Quintessa fuck off who cares it's Who's like Quintessa it, it, it was Right, you remember years ago there was like all the different that spun around and talked to them, the creators of the Transformers. Like, but now it's like Bud who Optimus Prime kicks the robot's ass and then she turns into a human for no reason at yeah, the well, end. Most of the time she just floats around like a glorified lava lamp. It's... Yes. It's, she's basically like um, somebody didn't make their final payment in Optimus Prime so she's reclaiming them and like then she turns into a real life human Asian girl in the desert. What? Why did that happen? Why? Where did Megatron come from? He was Galvatron the last time. And no, stop! Don't do it. Apparently, the uh, apparently the movie borrows heavily from Transformers Prime. No, it doesn't. It Fuck bought- off! I watched that show. Nothing. It borrowed the name. <sighs> yeah, wow! Honestly, <laughs> I paid two twenty five to see this because I had a free <laughs> ticket, and. Honestly, I want my money back. <laughs> buy a Greg's instead. Buy a Greg's instead. Don't, don't spend Honestly. any on that. It's more fun than this movie. So, um, I don't know. Like, Don't see Transformers, man. Like, Cameron had it right. I know I had more of an outburst, but I really like the Transformers. Like, Just stop. I know they're doing Transformers 1. Don't do it. Okay, so anyway, that's all I've got to talk about because I watched very little else. Andrew, Arkit, what did you watch? Uh, the only thing I really watched of note was uh, Logan. I finally watched Logan. It was better than Transformers. It probably was, yeah. I, I, still, I didn't like it that much, though. Didn't enjoy it that much. Like I liked all the I liked all the gore and the violence and stuff like that. That was good, but I didn't really like the story. And I really didn't like what they did with Professor X. Like That was just like... Because he was fucking perfect, like the perfect Professor X in like the other X-Men movies, like other parts of the movies were bad, but he was really good as Professor X and he, he had a great story and great lines and everything. And this movie they just gave him a terrible story and terrible lines and like real, really like wasted him completely. I, I liked uh, X-Y3 though, she was kind of cool. 
But like uh, the movie, the movie all overall, I thought was kind of dull. Honestly, they could have easily tied it in and ended all that bullshit of like it's alternate. Fuck off! No one needed that to be alternate. There's no need for it to be alternate. It's just set in the future. I don't think they should have had like uh, Charles Xavier in the movie at all. Like, I don't no, there was know, no need for him. There's no need for him to be there. And like the, this whole Westchester incident and stuff like that. The fact that they didn't bother to explain like what that was. Yeah, in the movie unless you at all. No. Yeah, you didn't know, and like, yeah. you, like there was no reason for like for him to be kept in that state, really, uh, apart from like this Westchester incident, which wasn't explained. Um, so, like, as far as the plot of the movie goes, just really like bad, and the bad guy was shit as well. Um, just like I mean, having him fight off against himself was like the last thing. Like, it was kind of really shit. You'd want him to like fight against somebody better. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the Westchester incident is that Professor X kind of losing control of all his powers, basically. No, uh, it was Wolverine thought that the X Men were sent. It was more or less, and he killed them all. Yeah, but it oh. was it was it was Professor Legion. X's it was Professor Legion. X's fault. No, no, like in, in this universe, it was Professor X, um, who who basically like he's got like dementia or something like that. But I, I think is the way I understand it in this universe. And what happened was he um, essentially accidentally convinced Wolverine to see that all the X-Men were like all bad guys or Sentinels or like some kind of bad guys and they were all attacking him so he went round and killed them all so he killed all of was the it, other X-Men wasn't it Legion in the comics it, it might have been yeah I'm not I'm not 100% sure but uh, in, in this universe it was like it was Professor X could be wrong I, I can't remember but but yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't I, I thought I was really looking forward to watching it and like we watched it and I'm like that was kind of crap, like not not crap, but like it just wasn't like the movie that everybody said it was. I'm curious to see what the black and white adds to it because the noir release obviously is coming out with the Blu-ray and the DVD and the and it really helped add something extra to Fury Road. So mm-hmm. I think I don't know. I think it's the kind of movie it will certainly suit it. It's very very dark, sort of. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, for brooding and a lot of the. The, the, the director shot it with black and white in mind, uh, yeah. red up as well. So same with um, Mark um, Miller guy George Miller as well. Mm. They, it was both those films were shot uh, specifically for black and white. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. <clears> so I, I don't, I don't know that I would enjoy it any more in black and white. To be honest, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, you know, you can watch any film in black and white. You just change the color up. Yes. <laughs> Go on, go on, Andy. Be be a pretentious fuck and watch it in black and white. You know, yeah. join join the dark side of pretentiousness. Come on. No, I don't need to do that. I don't need to ever see it again. But yeah, I, I didn't really watch. I didn't really watch much else this week. That's that's me. Okay, Rastafari. Last but definitely not least, what did you watch? Uh, <laughs> I watched a couple of things actually. Um, well, what did I watch again? Oh yeah, aye, that's it. Uh, I watched, um, a friend of mine came round and uh, she'd uh, never seen one of the greatest musicals that has ever existed in the entire universe. Aladdin. Oh, no, it's Little Shop of Horrors. Come on. Little Shop, Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop, Little Shop of Horrors. It's amazing. Feed me, it's amazing. Exactly. Feed me. But yeah, um, basically I ended up putting that on and I forgot how amazing it is and... Uh, 
Then it's Skid Row, Skid Row. But I yeah, had the game, I had the game of that. Like it was like a board game style thing, but it looked like a giant pop-up pirate with the Venus flytrap. <laughs> you had to like yeah. throw things in its mouth till it shut. Yeah, yeah and that's one as well. Where like if you, uh, is, uh, I can't remember. You do some things, and if you fuck up, then it gets bigger and bigger, and you have to try and get it before it gets like too big and stuff like that. But yeah, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That's what she said. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I watched the uh, I watched a lot of Shovel Horrors, and that was great. The um, the other film I watched there, uh, I don't know why, but I watched the uh, The Boss Baby, which is actually pretty funny, where Alec Baldwin voices a baby, and uh, it's pretty good. It's got a bit of a kind of look who's it's talking. Transformers already. Yeah, uh, it's got a bit of a kind of look who's talking vibe to it. Um, but yeah, it was pretty good. I actually quite enjoyed it. It's it's you know it's for kids, but uh, anyway, I thought it was quite funny. Um, the third and final film I watched, uh, which is phenomenal, and I'm going to have to recommend it to everybody, right? And I can't believe it's taken me this long to see it. It's The Train to Busan, right? It's a fucking Korean um, thriller, basically, right? And it's about uh, passengers that are stuck in this train to Busan while a zombie outbreak is happening. Nothing to do with the zombies. It's not a horror thing. <laughs> Sounds like, like they train so. to Irvin every day. It's not to do with, with zombies or anything at all. It's, um, it's all about the... the um, conflicts between all the different uh, train passengers when they're trapped in this train and they're having to head to Busan, which is the last sort of like safe zone in Korea. And uh, it's absolutely phenomenal. The tension, it was it's unbelievable. I've never, I've never been that like tense during a thriller since Seven. That's how good it is. I've not, ha- I've not seen a, a thriller, a suspenseful thriller like that since Seven that's been as good and it's just phenomenal. And the characters were so engaging and you just... Uh, you really felt for a lot of them and understood both sides of their arguments as to what they were doing, apart from one guy. But yeah, I would highly recommend it to anyone. Just get on watching Train to Busan. It's just uh, it's uh, phenomenal stuff. It really is. And is, um, is it uh, is it a dub or a sub? Uh, sub. Why 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 would you ever watch a dubbed foreign <laughs> film? That's just stupid. Uh, po- Pokemon the movie. Yeah, yeah. Ah, well, that's that's anime, so you can kind of get away with that because you know the, you know the the syncing can pretty much just be fucking anything. Anyway, um, <laughs> so that was the films I watched, and for TV, just one program, and I'm fucking loving it. And it's Lucifer. It's awesome. I blasted through season one with it in like a, over two evenings, and I'm currently like five or six episodes into season two already, and I started this show on Sunday. And uh, it's absolutely fantastic. It wobbles for the first kind of couple of episodes, but once it gets into its strides, and it's the first time in quite a while I've seen that kind of a sort of supernatural style uh, show where they actually invest in the character arcs and the character stories, not just the main characters, but the side characters as well. And uh, yeah, it's really good. And I just love that whole uh, mythology behind like God, the devil and all that stuff you know and like being a sort of like you know mythological fan it was really really cool interesting to see how they play off of the usual myths about you know like god kicking the devil down uh to hell and stuff like that so it was really good it was really interesting and i would definitely kind of uh recommend it to everybody and uh i'm actually going to be watching the first episode of preacher season two when we finish up this so i'll have that the son of a preacher man you know i need to get back into that but uh, yeah, so that's all I watched. That's it. Ah, uh, you know, I was going to say something. There. Obviously, it's a show. It's a talk show. That's what's fun. <laughs> um, can't, can't remember. Disregard. It's probably shit. 
It is about the show where we talk about all the video games that we have been playing throughout the week and also the video games what is happening in the world of video game news. I'm, I'm going, I'm going to get a Pepsi. Okay. Right, go on, Andy. Uh, it's with so, the news. So, first of all, uh, sources are saying that L.A. Noir is getting a remaster. Oh my god. L.A. Noir remaster. Uh, with right. apparent, apparent VR support in there as well, in some sort of first person mode. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I would assume that's in the puzzle section. Like, I can't imagine yeah. it being very good if you did it in the shooting bits or the driving bits. No, no, no. Yeah, might well be for the puzzle to give a bit more of a, uh, you know, a better sort of like or a unique angle at uh, trying to solve uh, the murders. And I'm assuming if they're going to add that first person mode, there might be, you know, a bit more of a kind of complex way to try and, you know, find the evidence and collect it if it's going through first person because you could do quite a lot of kind of bits and pieces because like imagine trying to do a crime scene as Batman or like mm. in the third person without going into detective mode it's like completely yeah. different so you could see <laughs> something like that happening do you that, know what's that, that no, would be really interesting for VR especially because obviously that kind of pioneered the whole facial uh, reactions uh, mm. solve after close I think in VR it's a whole different level of immersiveness I remember playing early in the war when it first came out and thinking how amazing it was with the graphics how you could how part of the game was trying to judge whether someone was lying or yeah. doubting them or telling the truth and I think I don't know I think that will just enhance the whole experience majorly yeah. Uh, and with how and with how how like kind of technology has moved on since then, it would be great if they do like an actual proper remaster, not just a upscale to like four K, but an actual kind of rejig the code a wee bit with today's technology. You could have an absolute shit hot game, especially considering, as you said, they were pretty much like the pioneers behind you know decent sort of you know uh, lip movements for you know characters and video games. You know. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see what they actually do with this if it, if it does happen. Like, I mean, like like I said, this is a rumour. Um, it might not happen. I don't know that, like, Rockstar have never really done a remaster before outside of, like, GTA V. Like and, I mean, even that, is, is it a remaster? You know, that's one of those weird uh, things. But, I mean, they could just they could just stick the whole game into first person like they did with GTA. Yeah, or, yeah, or, or even just the ability to switch. You know, back and yeah, forth, like just like forth. GTA. Yeah, and that that may be why there is a rumor, and they might be considering it just purely because of the kind of uh, positive feedback that they got when they released that kind of additional uh, first person mode for um, GTA. Because a lot of people that I knew felt that it was almost like playing a different game. You know, going through yeah, first yeah. person. But that's GTA, so, and GTA is ah, massive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what I mean? Like, Ellen Noir is not. Yeah, what I'm saying though is that. Uh, you know, they must be, you know, taking that positivity and trying to maybe think, oh, well, people were receptive to those kind of changes. Why don't we maybe look at doing something similar, you know, with Ellie Noir or something like that? Yeah, I mean, I loved Ellie Noir, and, like, if, the re- if a remaster comes out, I-, I will buy it. Like, it's, it's one of those things that, like, like I, I played it with, with, my, with my missus, um, like, with my wife, and uh, she... Like she like like working out with me who was lying and that, and it was I remember it was always like triangle you pressed if they were lying, and any time we see like somebody on the TV and they're lying, I'm like triangle press triangle, <laughs> like every time, like still like even like it was like two or three days ago, we were talking about it, so like it's one of those things that's just kind of stuck with me. So I, I would hundred percent buy a remaster of Eleanor. I also platinumed it. Did you get season pass this time though? Oh my god, fuck season passes. <laughs> <laughs> that I wonder if it'll be an exclusive season pass. No, it'll come to both. Like it'll oh, come to both PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah, the exclusive and the word I hate. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, 
fuck. <laughs> Timed exclusive. Uh, console launch exclusive. Launch window exclusive. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, Gran Turismo Sport is, looks like it's coming out in November, unsurprisingly. Woo! It's pretty much as expected. Yeah. Do, do, any guys, do any guys care about this? No. <laughs> no. Forza's where it's at. Yeah, I think Forza has, uh, has like, owned Gran Turismo, to be honest. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a much better game at this point, and it comes out a lot more frequently. Which I mean, granted, when they spend so long, like what was it they do, Ali? They're like playing ping pong or some shit. What's that? Oh, yeah, the Gran, yeah, Gran Turismo guys. This, yeah. They go and record all the sounds like creepy car perverts. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Sega Sega Forever came out like out of the blue, um, which is basically uh, retro games for free on okay. your iPhone or Android. Yeah, but if you paid for this, you'd be raging. Like, honestly, they're not good ports. And sorry, I'm in the middle of trying to change something. Um, they're um, they're not very good ports for one. Uh, controls iOS bollocks and Android. Yeah, controller. Oh. If you've got a contr- enough money to buy a controller, just buy the game. Yeah. Plus, so, um, plus, obviously, the more you play with it, the harder it gets. <laughs> so I played uh, I, I played the Sonic One to see how it stood up in comparison to the other versions of Sonic One. Um, now it's basically the same version as the one that already came out on Android and iPhone, the Christian Whitehead one. So at this time with adverts. With ad, but with adverts. The, the annoying thing about the adverts is right. I, I already own Sonic One on Android, and it yep. does give you the option to uh, like restore your purchase, but the restore purchase option doesn't work. So, like, I was unable to remove the advert, so instead I just played the original game <laughs> that I had. So, okay, well, I'll just download that one then and play that instead and not bother with the Sega Forever version, which is the same but with adverts. Um, the, I mean, the adverts are shit as well. Like, really crappy adverts. I wouldn't mind if they were, like, relevant adverts, like, for consoles and games and shit like that, but they're just, like, your generic adverts that you'd see on the TV, which is just annoying. So I don't, I don't have any interest in it. Like apart from that, the controls again do suck. Just buy Sonic Mania instead. Yeah, it's the it's the analog stick on the like the jump button's fine because it's just a button you tap or like tap a few times to make them spin. But like it's anytime when you're trying to like make them duck down, you always end up facing the opposite way because of how imprecise the like analog stick is. Because it's not an analog, it's not a D pad. It should just be a D pad, like on rather than an analog stick. It's fucking stupid. I, anyway, like, I mean, it looks fine and everything, but anyway, um, apparently Sonic movies coming out in 2019. Yay! Yay! It's not a live action movie, is it? Yeah, it's live oh my action God. CGI. Why would they do this? <laughs> it's just bad. Don't do it. Uh, Nintendo's going to be <coughs> increasing Switch shipments in July and August. Obviously, this is to I think so. <laughs> ramp up for the uh, for uh, Splatoon two and uh, whatnot coming out. And, and well, Mar- I mean Mario will get another. There'll be a big push when Mario's coming out at Christmas time. Like the, like this Christmas, like the Switch will be the hot kind of like toy thing sort of thing to buy for kids. Everyone will want it because by that time it's got a like, it's got a really solid lineup. Of uh, quality games for them. Um, okay, Ross, you posted this news story about these No Man's Sky cassette tapes. What is this? Mm, right, aye, right. So basically, 
basically what's happened, right, is that uh, out of the blue, the uh, Reddit mods of the No Man's Sky uh, subreddit all received a uh, gift bag from Hello Games. And inside the gift bag, there was the usual merchandise stuff, like a t-shirt and stuff like that, right? But there was an <coughs> audio cassette, like an actual audio, physical audio cassette. When they managed to hunt down a way to play it. A tape player, uh, yeah, like nobody has yeah, it Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so seriously, that's <laughs> like, on, on the Reddit thing, there was actually a post where the mods like going, help, we can't find a tape player. <laughs> <laughs> like, so anyway, so basically they played this thing and you, you know these e, this ARG style kind of like, you know, yep. mystery and trail. Well, it turned out to be the beginning of that and going through the various kind of, you know, weird ass um, like cryptography. They managed to figure out that it was directing this uh, to this website called Waking Titan, and as they kind of like solve more puzzles in it, they were giving coordinates to various planets within No Man's Sky, right. and uh, nobody knows what this has to do. A lot of it does mention like some of the lore that was briefly seen throughout the game, and uh, people are starting to wonder whether or not this could be like a big uh, update that's coming out for No Man's Sky because of considering all the work. So there's still like five more like um, clues and like riddles to go through, and uh, every week they get broadcast on a random radio like station around the world, uh, and essentially people have to tune into that radio in order to figure out what the clue is and then try and solve it, and then it'll like add an extra piece to the website in order to unlock the, the hidden message or whatever. So everyone's going crazy, thinking kind of like, "Well, what the fuck are they doing?" Like, like Hello Games haven't communicated with any any of their fan base at all. Out with the two updates that they did, with the big massive ones, you know, when they included like base building and vehicle building and stuff. Well, out with those updates, Hello Games and like Sean Murray haven't spoken to anyone, and all of a sudden this has come out out of the blue randomly, and no confirmation and no like well confirmation from Hollow Games that it is them that's doing it so it's an official thing it's not like a hoax but apart from that confirmation they're not replying to anything they're not saying anything at all Seven's a bit like what the shit man like you were so you know you you literally did not speak to the fan base for the first six months of the entire game being released through that and fuck up and then the the moment you finally get an opportunity to speak to us you're doing it in a fucking like crazy like uh, riddle solving ARG game so Everyone just thinks that it's a big update is coming up for uh, No Man's Sky. Is essentially what the kind of too long did read version of that rambling is all about. Cool. Uh, do, do you think you'll go back to it again? Well, I it's uh, I did go back to it, and so I'll, I'll talk about my kind of okay. thoughts again. Uh, okay. When we get to that point. Okay. You other news. <laughs> Looks like uh, Skyrim uh, on the Switch is coming on November twenty eighth, which I believe is the same date that it's coming out for VR PlayStation Four. Yay! Yeah, I mean, we're going to buy Skyrim again, Ali. I'm going to play it on the Switch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to buy it on the Switch physical like one day, probably not like day one. There's no need for me to buy it day one again. Um, and I don't think that I'll have picked up a VR headset by then, so I won't buy it in VR either. Not at that point, anyway. It's the sort of thing I think I need to wait for a sale on it because I've bought it like so many times at this point, like at least what five times I think I've bought Skyrim. Like, I stop making me buy this fucking game. <laughs> it's a good game. Yeah, <laughs> it's just no need. Um, okay, other news. Uh, Nintendo has uh, is requesting that you call Super Mario Odyssey's hat power capturing and not possessing. Yeah. All right. Why? Did they uh, give well, a reason why? 
well, it'll be it's because like possessing has negative connotations, like devil worship and all that sort of shit. Like, do you do you ever remember that game Messiah? That's the game that I always think of when I think of like possessing things. You ever play that, Ross? Mm-mm. What's that about? It was like you played as like a cherub and you could fly about and you could possess anybody, like in, in this game world. Of course, you played that, Andy. What I, I, the I, fuck I, are you on? I actually never played it, but like uh, I did have the game at one point, but it wouldn't load on my PC when when I had it. Um, but like basically, you play as this little flying cherub, and you could go and like possess anybody, and you could make them like jump off like buildings and stuff. It was funny. Oh right, a fucking right. Okay, I've just I've searched for it there. When you mentioned cherub, I thought you talked about like a fucking flower that you're kicking about as not like no, no, a like a angel, angel, baby cherub. angel thing. I thought you meant like <laughs> flower thing. No, like the angel bush, cherub makes like it worse. Cherub bush, or <laughs> cherub bush? What the fuck is that? I don't know. Well, I don't know what it. I don't know. Fuck those. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they wanted you to call it uh, capturing instead of possessing. But you're not really like, capturing them because, like, capturing would imply that you're like keeping them somewhere and then putting them away. Like, would they rather just be Joseph Fritzl than like a a, a demon? I, I'd like, rather they called it snatching. That you snatch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've got to snatch at them. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was okay. <laughs> uh, Konami's been speaking out about Pez coming at the Switch. Uh, they said that we've, they've considered it, but they're not currently working on it. Boo. I don't think it would sell well on the Switch, to be honest. I think they're probably waiting to see how well FIFA sells. Like, if FIFA can shift, like, 5 million units, they might do it next year. I don't know. As, as, long, as, you get the, um, as long as you get the free sweets with your, with your Pez, then you should be all good. Yeah, yeah exactly. I love when you get the Pez with the sweets. That's the best. Yeah, especially <laughs> when you get like two or three packets uh, within the, the, the Pez packet. That's, that's always a good one. Yeah, I yeah. just ate them all at once. I figured if you pull the neck out, you can tip them all in your mouth when it was me. So. <laughs> fucking, oh, of course you would have figured that out, man. <laughs> to be fair, um, I, I, I think you might have told me about it, actually. <laughs> yeah. uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered is coming out standalone, finally. No shit. And it's coming Which out, means uh, Infinite Warfare was pointless completely for the fans anyway. Like I, enjoy, I think me and you enjoyed the story quite yeah, a bit, Andy. It, the, yeah, yeah. But like for the fans that hated it, yeah, you kind of forced them to buy it to get this, and there's, there's going to be another outrage, or if there isn't already. I'm yeah. sorry, and you're, you're an absolute tech if you didn't see this coming, because obviously <laughs> they would release it individually at some point. Because as silly as people who make COD may seem to be. They're not really that stupid not to release it individually. So I'm sorry, I have zero sympathy if you bought the Legacy Edition. Get up, you. <laughs> but yeah, that's coming out. That's coming out today. Like, so they've obviously they've had this just sitting, waiting to push a button and go. Okay, there it is. Like, go and buy it. it like, that's, a, sale. that's a massive fuck you to your fans. Like, seriously, it's like, ah, yeah, suck it. They're like, sales of the Legacy Edition have now like dropped off a cliff, ended essentially. So we might as well put that out, and then it'll get another wee bust of the people who didn't buy the Legacy Edition and just want this. So they can buy that now. Which is kind of shit. I'm curious to see if you do have the Legacy Edition, if you're able to download this standalone version. That, that's what that's what I want to know. I don't care. They must be looking at Bethesda and going, well, if they can milk Skyrim, let's let, let's start milking our own our old, old game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Um, Square. Okay, so Square has been uh, talking to Nintendo about getting Final Fantasy fourteen onto the yes. Nintendo Switch. So, oh yes, I would play it again. I, I believe that the only hang up with this is that they want it must be 
cross-platform across all the platforms it's on? I don't think they said all, but what I think will happen with this is, because it's not an Xbox One, P- or is it now? Maybe it is, but PC will say yes, Microsoft will say yes to that, Nintendo will go, okay. The problem is Sony, though, because like Sony have said yes to the PC, but Sony, I don't think Sony will allow like Nintendo to be in the same ecosystem as them, so I don't think that this will ever happen. Fuck because Sony for this. Yeah, it's a shame, but like that that is where it's at. Like the if if that's their hang up, it will never come to the Switch. Look at the Nintendo Switch sales compared to PS4 launch sales in Japan. Square. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, Codemasters might also be bringing uh, Micro Machines. Uh, what's it called? World Tour. To <laughs> World, the, two, to the World Series. World Series. Yeah. So I mean that I makes perfect sense. Perfect yeah. fit for the Switch. Like uh, it looks like a great game. I was watching some gameplay of it. Uh, Earlier in the week, it looks amazing. Like it looks out, like perfect old school microphones. It's out like a couple of days. Friday, so Friday. Yeah. I did have it pre-ordered, but then when I, the switch gets shown, I went cancel. I'll wait on that one. Mm. And now that they've said they're interested in it, it's going to be perfect. That and Rocket League are going to be great in Switch. Yeah. Uh, so there's another mini Mega Drive console coming out this year, Ali. Yeah, but this one's better, Andy. And I'll tell you why because <laughs> why it's a flashback better? console, and it's obviously took a leaf out of Nintendo's book. The problem with the one that I've got is that you need the yellow and the white plugged in the back. Your oh, AVs. Yeah. Whereas this one's full HD and it's like uh, much better. It's much better upgraded sound quality and picture quality. Even though mine's better than the original one, this one's apparently spot on. But I will have to get it. So. Yeah, I mean, this one plays like old Mega Drive games as well, doesn't it? It does in HD. It upscales yeah. them all, so that's that's what I wanted from it, and that's yeah. what me and you initially thought the Sonic Edition was going to have, but it didn't, mm. so yes, I will be buying. So this is good. I think, it's, I think it's like, what, 60 quid, 50, 60 quid, something like that? Yeah, I think it's 59 sorry, yeah. Yeah, which is a good price, I and mean, you get a bunch of good games in it as well, so uh, it's pretty much the same games they've been is... chucking out on the other ones. Technically, one ups the mini NES, and maybe not the mini SNES. We'll talk about that in a minute. But hmm. uh, because it takes the cartridges, that one ups it instantly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, because I mean, like, it is a pain in the ass to get like a Mega Drive running on, on like a modern day TV, and this one you can just plug it in and you're good to go. And it also comes with two controllers as well. Although there's a Mega Drive two that got traded into air with a Scarlet recently by myself because of preparation for this. So if you want <laughs> decent quality. Scar certainly does that. <laughs> yeah, but it's not quite like HDMI is much easier than plugging in these fucking Scar cables. Some TVs what? don't even have Scar cables anymore. Fuck, Andy! Like it's, you're plugging in this, you're plugging in something. It's that's three cables against one. Scar? No, Scar's the big chunky one. Yeah. Well, if you've yeah. got the if you've got the bit if you've got the a Scar like port in the back of your TV, not all TVs have that anymore. Yeah, but even it's on the side of your TV though, where you can even just plug in the three wires, like dun 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 dun, rather than doing around and fiddling around and fucking. But yeah, fuck Scar, like fuck Scar, HDMI. <laughs> it's two thousand seventeen. Scar is dead. Yeah. Fuck, fuck y'all. This this time next week, I'll be a day away from getting a four K TV. So, huh. suckles. Sony Bravia HDR, what have you know? Nice. Fifty five. Posh get. <laughs> uh, Sonic Forces on the Switch runs at 30 frames per second as opposed yep, to yep. on Xbox One PS4 it's going to be 60 I like to talk about this right? I'm not as you know I couldn't give a shit about FPS and all that nonsense Andy but that sounds like it's going to run terribly like I, I, they already said there's some graphical differences which I can accept but running like at half the speed effectively no go 
no go on the Switch for that one. Yeah, I mean, for a fast game like Sonic, it, it will make a difference, like for sure. Um, but, I mean, how noticeable it will actually be is... I think we'll wait and see what Digital Foundry says about it when it comes out. Because they'll do a full like, fucking big analysis. I don't know why. What? Oh, Digital Foundry? I thought you meant Sega. Never mind, it wasn't. No, no, di- no, Digital Foundry is like... They don't They don't lie. <laughs> they just show you what it is. They're like, look at this, it dropped frames here and there. Uh, and yeah, those videos are either really boring or really interesting, depending on if you're interested in that and if you're interested in the game. Uh, Sony has said this week that the PlayStation 5 is coming, maybe a while yes. away, but it is in development right now, which is interesting because, I mean, they just put the Pro out and Xbox One has... Just put the X or putting the X out this year. So, like, when do you think this will come? Two years. Two thousand nineteen. You think so? Yeah. I, I think tw- I think it's twenty twenty. We'll see. I'm um, I'm siding with that. I'm not going to do over a hypothetical date, but <laughs> yeah, I'm siding with that. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking it's going to be twenty twenty because I mean they want to hit a hundred million units with the, with the PS4. Like, it's very very clear that they want to hit that sort of. Level they want to get back up to like PS2 numbers, um, well, and be it could <laughs> or the PS5. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, they could they could go like one or two ways, but they could either just they could either make it like a new console system that seems to have worked for PS4, or they could make it like uh, a streaming box, which could work no. as well. That's the future. That's where we're headed. Digital only games. Bring it. Steam. Give me Steam on on a console. That's what I want. How many digital games do you buy? How many, game, many digital games do I buy? A lot. I mean, like, even just in my not Steam library, I've got, I've got like... Why don't you do your PC to your, um, to your TV? I could do that. Do you know, I was looking at that because they've got the Steam links on sale just now for like 12 yeah. quid. So, I don't know. You don't, I'm, need, I'm, you don't need Steam on a console. Use an HDMI. Yeah. Yeah, you just you just plug plug in your your PC into your TV, boom, that's well, you got a well, Steam I, TV. I could do that, right? But like my my computer is in a separate room on a separate floor from my my main TV, so it's it's too far away. Yeah, well, that's 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 no, that's when you get that Steam link. Yeah, know? yeah, oh, I, I, that's what I, I, like. I'm thinking that's what I said. Like I'm thinking about buying one because it's really cheap. <laughs> And and Steam even has like a, a console mode on its on its page as well. Like and they've even got a fucking dedicated controller too, which is pretty good actually. Yeah, get the Steam link, Andy. I don't know why you didn't think of that. I know, come on, Andy. <laughs> get get with it. Fuck's sake. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. I know, God, look at this guy, man. <laughs> uh the uh the UK sales chart is out again. Um Interesting one this week. Do you know, like, uh, Eurogamers, like, posted this article, right? And at number 10, they say they said it's Tekken 3 in number 10. Tekken 3. It's an amazing what? game. Should be number one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, Tekken <laughs> Like, uh, I'm curious to see how Tekken 3 has managed to sell, like, enough copies to get into this chart, though. Like, given that it was, yeah, I mean, what, it's 10 years old? <laughs> yeah, it's more than 10 weird. years old, man. <laughs> yeah, well, like, what, PS1? It's, it's almost 20. No, it's yeah, 20. so no, but it's I, almost twenty. Ninety nine, it came out, I think. I assume that it's a typo, and they actually mean Tekken Seven. Although it's weird because like Seven and Three are like nowhere near each other on a key- any keyboard, so really strange one. Um, number nine, Forza Horizon Three. Number eight, Horizon Zero Dawn, still riding its uh, 
sale price high. Uh, Arms still in there at number seven. Uh, Overwatch still kicking about. As uh, I mean, that game just keeps on selling like it just does not go away. Um, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe back up to number five. Ghost Recon Wildlands in at number four. FIFA 17 still selling despite the fact that it's fucking free on Xbox One. It's free. Don't buy it. Um, number two, Dirt 4. And number one, GTA 5 is going back up to number one. Wow. What? I think it's like sales plus... Uh, it's in the Steam sale and it's in it's on sale on PSN and stuff just now as well. Um, and also, they had a bit of press because of that mod thing that they, uh, they tried to do away with the mods and then they brought, brought them back. back. <laughs> yeah. So that got it back in the press and got people thinking about it again and stuff. So GTA 5... What five years after it came out, still kicking about in the charts. Um. Okay. So next ones we need to talk about are. Oh my god! There's actually more than I thought there was. Okay, let's talk about the SNES Classic. Okay, it sold out like in seconds on Amazon. Literally seconds. It sold out in uh, Smith's Toys in under five minutes, and today it went to Nintendo. And it sold out before I I got the the email at work and I tapped it and the minute I got to the page it said sold out and that was I checked the email and it was to the minute that I tapped it. Luckily, game's website crashed last night hmm. and I kept hitting refresh as many people were probably doing it. Probably overloaded the. It was almost like a DDoS attack on game. Probably we should do that every night. Um, <laughs> basically, it crashed. I managed to get through and get it. I got the pre-order confirmation. Um, and then I went back to check my orders and the website crashed again so I'm hoping I've got one but then again even if it has gone through which it has it's still game um, but anyway yes the SNES Classic that we talked about this can be combined with the, the news story that analysts predict an N64 Classic could be next and I'm like we we said that Is, are we the analysts like if these yeah, guys are getting are. paid for that <laughs> Like, do these guys get paid for analysing that? It's like, no, we talked about that months ago. So the new SNES coming out is quite interesting. Obviously, it contains the big ones you expected. Mario World, Mario World 2, um, Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past, uh, Street Fighter 2, which is kind of nice because that was big on the SNES, um, Star Fox. But it also contains a game that's never been released. I think they found some of the files for it at one point and released part of it. But Star Fox 2 is coming out for the first time ever on it. Also comes with two controllers and works the same way as the SNES. Now Nintendo have promised that they are making more of these consoles, but they will not sell them or release any more new ones after 2017. So more or less there might be a second wave or a third wave this time because the NES got kind of two waves. If you haven't got it now, there's more than likely every chance that you'll never get one unless you pay mm-hmm. through the odds. Um, unfortunately, this makes me want the mini NES, and obviously I've got that in the works with yourself, Andy, but yes, I, I need to have them both now. But the, the mini NES appeals to me more because I can sideload all the games onto it, but the SNES, I wonder how long that will take. But I'm really interested in Star Fox 2, playing a brand new SNES game for the first time. That's a cool selling point. And I don't mind the like, £10-£20 price rise because you're getting that brand new game and a second mm-hmm. controller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the price is absolutely fine on it. I, I think that they would as well have thought that it wouldn't sell out quite as quickly because of the higher price point, but people, people especially in this country, realise that they can flip this for more than <laughs> like for more than the, it costs them day one easy because it is going to be a rare item. I mean, Nintendo have already like Nintendo didn't say with the NES that it was going to they were going to stop doing it, but they've already said this one. Yeah, but it's like a limited thing. Uh, I I would I, I would like to buy this, but it doesn't have some of the games on it that I'd really want. Like Donkey Kong Country two and three, like yeah. they're not on it. 
Like those are the game. Like one two Donkey Kong Country one two three Zelda and the Mario games are the ones that I'd really want to play on this, and they're not there. So I'd rather just wait until the Virtual Console comes to Switch and buy them on that. Super Mario World one and two are there, and the Zelda that came out in the SNES is there. So. Yeah, I mean that that's fine, but like I I I'd happily just wait and buy them on the Switch, and then I can play them handheld, which is the ideal way to play these games. Handheld. See, I, I'm I'm gonna have them sitting up here next to my PC so that I can play them on up here because I think they're kind of cool looking. I like the idea of them, and yeah, I never had a SNES or an S. Like I've never owned one. I've only oh. had the games. I mean, the SNES is a cool console. Like, and, like some of these games are fucking amazing games. And like, if people haven't played them before, then I hope these consoles get into those people's hands. And like yourself, if you've never had a SNES before, because there's stuff here that you've probably not played that is gems that you need to play. So yeah, but yeah well, Star- I've played some of the games obviously yeah. by now. But Star Fox Two, come on, no one's played it. Yeah, no one. Well, well, there's been like some weird ROM hack things of it, but apparently even that wasn't like the proper full version of the game there was a lot of missing stuff from it so this is like they've kind of polished it up and finished like like got the game out working and stuff so uh pretty cool that they're that they've got this because like nes mini didn't have any of that yeah um, the developer the developer also hmm. said he was surprised but happy that they're finally releasing his on his game yeah that, that's cool I mean, he would have made it, he would have got his money from it and stuff like that anyway. Like he would, they would have still got paid for it and everything. Because uh, yeah. the game, like the the game, even after it was cancelled, they still did go and finish the game and like yeah. put it through QA and everything like that. So the game was done. They, the only reason that they apparently didn't release it was because the uh, the next gen, like the thirty two bit three D stuff, was out, like the Saturn, the PS one, and they didn't want like the Star Fox sixteen bit three D to be compared to that three D because it looked shit in comparison, basically. But really cool that this uh, this game's coming out. Um, moving on from that, Destiny, <laughs> the PS4 exclusive content is coming to Xbox One this year, but not until after the Destiny 2 launch, which, why even bother at that point? Like, what's Just the point? Like, yeah, absolutely stupid. <laughs> Ross's exclusive, exclusive word. His favourite exclusive word. Stupid ass, timed exclusive shite, man. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I feel sorry. Like, I mean, I, well, why? They just they must have got paid a fuckload to delay it that much by Sony. Yeah, totally stupid, man. Um, oh, so I, I didn't actually see this news before, but uh, Super Cloud Belt is coming out. Yeah, I sent that to you. <clears throat> so, so what is this? This is coming out. It's a sequel. Oh, it's a sequel. Okay, uh, Cloud Belt was really cool. Like, we played it at EGX a few years ago, and uh, I think Fraser got a, rev- a review code of it eventually. I did he, he pick did. up the game in in Steam, and uh, it's a fucking cool game. It's so hard though. Like, I, I don't know if you've ever played it, Ross, but it's like yeah. uh, it's a real like. It kind of looks like an anime mech game, but it's like a, a runner game. Okay, but I've got it's, it. It's on Steam. Yeah, yeah, it's on Steam. I mean, it's probably buttons now, like maybe a couple of pound. But it's really fucking cool. But it's really, really hard, like unbelievably hard. Mm, but uh, yeah, okay. so the the new one comes out on uh, July twenty fifth. I would rather play this on on the Switch. Like I would love to play on the Switch. It's like I've written on like how to play, especially like things that are like have short levels and stuff like this one. Because most of the le- like most of the levels, certain ones that I played, were like minute to minute sort of thing so like that's perfect for like playing on handheld mode and switch switch is so good um xbox one games of gold went up for uh july a terrible yeah, for a change is, yeah this is a this is a real like real shit games to be honest so you're getting grow up which is already free on plus and is fucking terrible like did you play it ali 
No. It's it's it utter sucks. utter shite. It sucks balls. It, it grow does. Up, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> grow up. It's just a bad game. Uh, you're also getting Runbo, which uh, is apparently like Super Smash Bros. Cross with an, an infinite runner. That does not interest me. Well, um, Rambo. Runbo. Oh, Runbo, right, okay. Runbo. It's some indie game. Um, and you're also getting Kane and Lynch 2 Dog Days on 360, as well as Lego Pirates of the Caribbean on 360. Kane and Lynch are pretty good. I enjoyed them. Lego Pirates is alright. I've never it's played not... Kane and Lynch. It's not. Lego Pirates is alright. It's not as good as Lord of the Rings, though. Uh, for, for the first time ever, ever, a Nintendo Switch game is on sale. Ooh, oh my god! It's the one you called, <laughs> you you said it a few weeks ago. Yep, Snake Pass is on sale. Uh, I believe it's ten dollars. I haven't checked to see what the uh, the price is on the UK store, but it's probably going to be ten pound. I can't but see I think... it because I've already bought it. It's a great game. Uh, yeah. Pick it up. Yeah, I'll, I'll double check it and I might, I might pick it up. If it's a ten or under, I'll probably buy it. But um, that Snake Pass looks cool. And then, like from what you said about it, it seems like a really interesting game. Yeah, it's basically the game that didn't follow up Banjo-Kazooie and took like 20 years to come out, but it's amazing um, for what it is. I wouldn't, sorry, amazing's quite the wrong word for it. It's a good game, it's quite nostalgic feeling, and it's perfect for Switch. Uh, I think it was 13.99 originally, so if it, if it's on sale, it I'd was, imagine it's about 9 quid. I think it was 18.99 originally. Yeah, it might be about £11 then. Yeah. Still a good game. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it looks really cool. And, like, I've, I've watched a couple of interviews with the developer and the guy that came up with the idea for it and that. And like, he seemed like a really interesting guy because he was like a teacher or something before he did uh, game development. Um, but yeah, like, I kind of funny did an interview with him, so like, check that out because it's it's a really cool interview. Um, more backwards compatible games are now available on three uh, three sixty Xbox One. Uh, the biggest one of the bunch is Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Uh, kind of pointless. Because there's a remaster of it out. Like, why would you well, not really, it because it's two pound. Well, it won't be tomorrow, but it was two pound. Right. Uh, the other, the other ones are uh, Wolf of the Battlefield, Commando Three, Radiant Silver Gun, Radiant Silver Gun. That's a good game. Uh, Blazing Angel Squadrons of World War Two and Cyber Triples Virtual on OT. Oh. Real, real mixed bag there. <laughs> well, I'm off but, my chair of excitement, man. Oof. I mean, Radiant Silver Silver Guns are like a really good shmup, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> There's apparently a new Splinter Cell project in the work. Of course, just it is. make Blacklist remastered, please. <laughs> just buy it on PC if you want to play it, Ali. No, I will not play anything on PC. I already finished World ninety seven. <laughs> there are many good PC games out there. Just buy them on PC. You have a PC Why? you can play yeah. these games. Just buy it on PC. Yeah, but I like annoying you because you know my PC can play them. I don't want to. Tough. Yeah. <laughs> Tough is the word. I would rather it was backwards compatible. Yeah, um, yeah, okay, so other news, there's a new Assassin's Creed game coming and it's coming to the mobile and it's like a, it's like Sims, Lego like Sims, yeah, Sims Assassin's Creed, what's it called, Assassin's Creed Rebellion, yeah. It looks very rebellious, it looks, yeah, more yeah. like my Sims, remember in the Wii, yeah. it looks like that. It looks fucking terrible, I will not play that. Nope. Will not play, um, and I think that's about all the news. Okay, so... Since we've had enough Andy, he can go last on the talking. Cameron, since we haven't heard from you for a wee while, what did you play this week? Uh, I've just been mainly playing a bit of Black Ops 3. Uh, I missed the whole sort of introduction to it, so I've jumped in, and obviously with all these prestige bastards jumping about, 
uh, and I just can't get the hang of it at all. Uh, I feel like I'm stuck in the past. I really do miss the days of Modern Warfare 2, which is, in my opinion, the best Call of Duty. I don't know about you guys, uh, but that, that really did it for me. Uh, I pl- always play Race the Sun on PS4 every single week. Uh, uh, it's just always, it's like a ritual. Uh, always try and play the apocalypse mode, rage quit from my controller at the floor, and then uh, close it down, and then normal shut off my PS4. So mm-hmm. there's that. And oh, I played Tekken 7 for the first time this week, and I hated it. <laughs> I hated it so much. I think for me, I was talking about this with Ally recently. When you have games like Injustice out and Mortal Kombat I just don't think Tekken really has as much of a place anymore but that's just me, I think Injustice is such a, a, a better crafted game with more to offer than Tekken uh, and maybe it's just because I'm shit at Tekken <laughs> but um, I just, I don't really see it going any further than this and it's not, I don't think it's anywhere near as popular as it was, maybe it's just I'm not part of that community at all um, but Injustice Rules Tekken sucks that's my view <laughs> yeah, Tekken's, Tekken's alright but I mean it hasn't changed I know it hasn't really needed to change it always if it's esports place but I mean you're right when it, when there's a game that does it so well you can't release an anti- antiquate fuck off an ancient system <laughs> such as <laughs> Tekken has because yeah it's just pre- pretty <laughs> what is it what they did anyway with Tekken, obviously, was they took the DLC, uh, which was, like, you unlock the characters and made us pay for it and thought they could just stick with that model. And then the likes of Mortal Kombat and Injustice hit with proper story modes and actual different modes. Yeah, it has its DLC, but it's got enough to offer without it. So you're right, Tekken doesn't have a place, and especially if you put it into, like, that's all you've got sort of brawlers. Street Fighter owns it every day. And they took out Roger! What the fuck, man? Yeah, the anim- animal rights people said you can do them. <laughs> <laughs> but the panda's there. Panda is there. Panda's there. So it's okay uh, to punch a panda, but do not punch a kangaroo, people. I'll keep that in mind. Thanks for that. <laughs> but uh, apart from that, I've just been trying to get more into COD. Uh, but I haven't really been playing much else than that. I'm hooked at the moment. Cool. Nice. So, uh, I'll jump in. Uh, I played Zelda, obviously, because <laughs> that's the only thing that y- you should be playing if you've got Zelda. Done a few more shrines. Uh, I didn't play Zelda. I didn't play any Zelda. Yeah, but you're crap at Zelda. You're crap at all <laughs> the RPGs this year. Um, I got a few more shrines done. Uh, I'm planning doing all the shrines. The Korok seeds are like out of bounds unless this DLC this weekend changes things. But I got the full, light, full Twilight Princess outfit and the full nice. Wind Waker outfit. Uh, I've got some of the original the, it's called the hero you know from the first Zelda games outfit uh, I don't have any of the what's it called the deity fierce deity the white mm. Zelda I don't have it Link sorry don't have any of that um, I've got some of the the outfit of time so there's a cool sword as well that I haven't got as well these are from the amiibos obviously I've been scanning them since I got that card set and basically um, the, the one of the amiibos it says this sword has an inscription saying it's dangerous to go alone on it which is pretty cool um, 
but I've just kind of got used to the blue tunic and hood combo that Andy's not even far enough in the game to get the <laughs> opening outfit. Um, it's like running about in this game. See, once you do it, Andy, and you've got the full green outfit, it doesn't feel right running about like is that Zelda in this world for some reason because I've done it for a bit and I went okay I'll try the Wind Waker didn't feel right put on the Twilight Prince just I ended up going back to the blue like there's that many cool costumes like mm. you know the sort of um, the Zora armor the the mm. one that makes you swim fast I love that armor so it's cool and I'm, I've kind of got this nightly ritual now of scanning in all the amiibo cards like uh, bing 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 getting all these things my favourite thing is to wait for that beetle fucking shop guy to do his usual walk and try and land a, a treasure chest in his head and he always get fright, gets a fright and runs away um, but yeah it's, Zelda's good man like there's not going to be a game to beat it this year I don't care what Mario does I've made that decision now that, that it cannot beat Zelda for me <laughs> like I've not sunk this many hours into a game since probably Final Fantasy 7 like even 10 didn't get, get this much love for me after I'd finished the story Zelda, like the fact they're spacing out the DLC the way they, they have like it's out um, Friday and then the next one's probably out, what, September, August, something like that yeah, fine for me um, I'll still probably be trying to get all the shrines by the time they add the, more, the new ones um, so I went to try and finish, that's all I've done in Zelda I went to try and finish off some games I'd left off uh, and I picked up The Last Guardian after seeing all the okay. Shadow Colossus hmm. when we were doing our videos <clears throat> spent 15 minutes trying to point the stupid cat dog bird in the right way and it wouldn't move you know you have to run in the spot and go good it's yep. meant to move and I looked online and it says you just have to hit the sweet spot at that part and I'm like uh. I- I've spent 15 minutes running on the spot watching this stupid thing look at this point I want it to go and not move and I'm like <sighs> this is fucking ridiculous so I just deleted the game I have no interest in it I don't want to spend time trying to find a sweet spot in a game if I'm pointing the fucking direction just move um, so I, I'm, I mean that, uh, that is kind of the point of that game though like it, no it's not a you, point of game it's no, no, shit game I, design that's what see, see, as, see, as you go on, the beast does become a lot more responsive to you. Like, Why is it not the, responding to me? I just saved its life and then killed and smashing shields that it doesn't like for it. And then I'm like moving. It's, it's like, no. It's because it isn't fully like integrated with you yet. Like Once oh, you get further gosh. into the game, then it becomes easily uh, becomes much easier to I'm control. I'm not get further because I'm not spending one more minute running on the spot and pointing at random angles to try and get it to jump the bit that I want it to. Right? So... Anyway, deleted it, never playing that game ever again, wasting my <laughs> fucking time and life. So, I got, uh, I've been playing, I haven't mentioned this in the show, but Andy, you know I've been playing Minish Cap through hmm. on the Game Boy Advance, well, it's on the DS. So, I'm still playing through it, but I'm really annoyed at the wee thing. You know the things that spit the, they pop up and spit the things at you? You get them in the ocean, you get them yep. at the, the forest. Octo, octo rocks octo and octo yeah. things, yeah. Well, you know how sometimes they were slightly different than the old ones, and this one they're kind of like we guys that you block the block the thing with the shield, hit it back, and it's suddenly friendly because you've hit it. It's like please don't hurt me. So I went and seen this wee guy in the mountain, and he says, "Go and see my friend in the south, and he has an item for you to get up the mountain." And I go and see his friend in the south, and he says, "I have nothing for sale." And I'm like, "You're lying, mate. You're absolutely talking shit." <laughs> Your pals told me there's something for sale here, so I threw all my weapons at it, used all my bombs to try and blow him up, and he wouldn't budge. And I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Talk to everyone in town, traded stuff. And I don't like doing this, but I'm going to have to Google to see if like I've done something wrong in this because I did visit that guy before I met his pal, so I don't know if it's maybe a glitch because I know a lot of the old Game Boy Advance ones did have. If that means restarting, then I'm not going to restart this one. I'm just... <laughs> I'm not restarting this, Zelda because I put quite a few hours into it already to get to this and I know there was game-breaking bugs in it and it, I, 
because I visited the wee guy first because I had bombs early it may have broke the game because I wasn't meant to speak to him until I got that one line and obviously there's no patches for Game Boy Advance games so yeah fuck it um, don't get me wrong it looks great and the sound for a Game Boy Advance game is fantastic um, next thing I played I put on some Fall of Cybertron that's an amazing game if you've never played the Transformers games or you've only played Rise of the Dark Spark just fucking buy this game because Warfall and Fall of Cybertron are the best the Transformers have ever looked including the Generation 1 version shoot me if you will but I love the versions that they have in that set in Cybertron in the final days um, you get to play through all various characters the online's even pretty fun I had some good online modes it's kind of basically like Gears of War 3 horde mode where you set up your defences but just jumping into the air and clicking L3 and transforming into the car mid-air and boosting is just such a fucking cool feeling and I wish they would make a third one to it and I don't count Dark Spark. And if nobody knows about Dark Spark, I did, we did get sent it to review. I've still got the review copy here. Online for it is great fun. Still the same as the first one, but the story, basically Hyman got taken off the project to go and work in Call of Duty and the B team got it. More or less, Not the B team that's on later on tonight, but the B team of Hyman and they combined it with the movie universe and it worked as well as Transformers 5. Actually, Rise of Dark Spark's better than Transformers 5 because <laughs> the story... The story in it was kind of cool how at the end G1 Optimus was there and they kind of combined all the universes. However, the game was a pile of horseshit to play through. Um, they basically used like cutting room footage. Is Was that not how we described it? Of like the Cybertron yeah. games and sewed it in with a broken movie game. Well, it wasn't broken. It was just bad to play. It was like a PS3 style game. It was really dull and boring. Yeah. So, um, like I said, the online for that's good. I was playing the online for Rise of Dark Spark because... Follow Cybertron for some reason. I think because it didn't get a physical release or big hype, it just arrived um, with no fucking uh, fanfare or anything. Uh, no one plays that really online, so I had to jump in Dark Spark. But that's fine because the online mode works just the same as the other one. It's called Escalation Mode. If you want to play me at it, add me on PlayStation. I did every guy I play with. Now I'm adding them because it's like there's not a lot of people playing these games anymore mm-hmm. but it is, it is so much fun man because it works really well it's like a team of four um, works better if you've got a couple of jets in your team but I'm shit at flying in these games so I always just go jazz because he's the coolest um, <laughs> so yeah I played a bit of Transformers I'm probably going to play some more because I've not finished Follow Cybertron yet on the Xbox uh, on the Xbox on the PS4 finished the, the the first two obviously on PS3 and Xbox I really hope War for Cybertron gets a remake that would be awesome. Um, don't know if it will, but yeah. Uh, so, like I said, if you've never played them, get them. Get them. Even though, did you play this one, Andy, when it came out? Mm, I don't think so, no. Uh, I, I, might, I played one of them that uh, had a demo out for it. I can't remember what it was. It was like you were on a moon base or something. Or you were, on, you were on Cybertron on a base trying to escape it or something. There was things happening. Things it was a, a yeah, long time ago. Yeah. yeah, that's Fall of Cybertron. Okay. Yeah, it's cool. I love it, man. Absolutely phenomenal. I'm going to play some of it later. Um, and the final thing that I played, um, obviously it went on sale. Uh, it's only like two episodes out, but I got the Guardian Season Pass. Okay. Um, I got uh, Level 2, Level 2, Chapter 2 downloaded. I think the second episode's a lot stronger. Uh, there's more emotion between Peter and Rocket Raccoon than either of the movies. Uh, you go to Half World where Rocket was from that's all I'm going to say although that's a choice you don't need to go there but mm. I did and the emotion if you're playing this game go to Half World honestly go to Half World it's so sad and you get to more more of Rocket than the movies tell you and nice. what I've read of the comics um, good songs in this one it's got Dancing in the Moonlight 
not the mm. uh, top loader version, but the original one. There's a couple other songs, but I can't remember what ones, what, what the names of them are. But yeah, it's got a few more licensed songs. Um, this one, if they keep this up, although we say this all the time about Telltale, because the first one wasn't the strongest episode. I enjoyed it, but Andy didn't like it. If they keep this up with the remainder of the episodes, it could be in contention for a game of the year because I really think they've got the Guardians universe feel. All the characters I'm used to now after the initial jarringness, because it came out about the same time as Guardians 2, the first episode, and it was kind of like, no, you're not Peter Quill. No, you don't sound like that. But mm-hmm. it's fine now that I'm used to it. And like for the next time on Guardians, I love how they do the sort of um, talking head style interviews. Like, oh, Drax, yeah, he knew what he did. When we got there, shit went down. You know, the way that they talk like about hmm. what happened as if it's uh, after it all done. Really good. I recommend just picking it up, Andy, even for the, the sake of playing another Telltale game and getting a platinum because I really think the second episode improved on everything. Like, you get to know more about the artifact. Um, more stuff happens Guardian style. Um but yeah really good like you said obviously it's telltale games you know what you're getting it's not going to be like the most advanced game ever you know it's basic telltale stuff but just for the story we rock it um when you if you choose to go and help them which i would recommend and the songs in it and yeah it's just really cool also anytime where it goes in kind of slow-mo and uh, dancing in the moonlight's playing and you're zooming through the skies peter squirrel peter quill you can't argue with that <laughs> so mm-hmm. That is all I played basically this week. Uh, most of my time, again, was played with Zelda. But to finish off, I will say I did get to test uh, Venom Racing Wheels for the Nintendo Switch that they sent us to review. Um, I did a review video, which will be uploaded by the time this show is off air, because it's uploading just now. Uh, they're good. They fit nice. I've seen other ones where the Joy-Cons don't fit perfectly. I can't. You, you'll see in the video. I play. I play my switch as I'm do as I'm doing the video. So I end up using the joystick by accident instead of using motion controls. It's kind of <laughs> difficult for me. Like I could not be competitive and use a steering wheel. I couldn't even get my three stars. I did finish second in the one I did during the video, but there's no way I could use that as my main control method for Mario Kart. Just no way. It's fine for people that like it, but not for me. The buttons at the back are really good. Um, and there's not much I can say. You get two in the pack as well. So if you want steering wheels for the Switch, the Venom ones are the ones to go for. Uh, check out our YouTube for my video review that's coming up. About five minutes it will be uploaded. So stay tuned for that. Me and Andy also did some E3 commentaries. I've still to upload like three of them. Um, just talking over the trailers as well. So check them out on our YouTube also. But for me this week, apart from two minutes of Mario Kart before the show, it's mostly been Zelda. I'm not going to lie. I play that every night. <laughs> With the, see with the with the wheels they they are yes. like significantly cheaper than the uh, the Nintendo ones are they not? Oh like, yeah, they're quite cheaper. Yeah, quite a, like like five pound cheaper for the Venom ones. Um, I'm not sure the actual price of them, but what were the what were the Nintendo ones sitting at again? Was it like fifteen pound, sixteen pound, or was it twenty? Something like that. Yeah, fifteen to twenty. Yeah, I think these ones are about 12, 10 to £12, pound and like they do the job fine, man. You would never know the difference. Like They've got two cool buttons in the back, and they're, they're a lot better. Obviously, the Switch, you only had one. Um, oh, the Wii, uh, the Wii ones, you mean? On the Wii one, yeah, sorry. But with the Switch having the two buttons, it's got um, they're big enough for you to tap them. They're £12.99 just now on Amazon. So, yeah, if you're wanting steering wheels, those are the best ones to get, folks. Thanks. Thank you, Venom, for sending them. I'll use them a lot. Nice. <laughs> okay, so that's me done. Rostafer, what have you played? I've not played that much uh, this week at all. I think the biggest thing that I played again or revisited was No Man's Sky. Um, obviously, <coughs> excuse me. 
Uh, or I thought I was going to be like a, a dick towards it there. <laughs> but anyway, uh, but yeah, obviously, like I was, um, I was pretty, uh, pretty upset about when it was released because the PS4 was actually one of the main reasons well why I got a PS4 was for No Man's Sky and after the kind of first day or two of thinking oh this is amazing it, all of a sudden I saw all the flaws that everyone else did hmm. so I left it ditched it didn't I'd go back to it but obviously now that they've come up with these two big updates which is kind of like um, they fix a kind of minor bits and pieces but they also added in base building the opportunity to have a big freighter to store all your stuff on as well and you know, making sort of like wee rovers that can kick about the planets that haven't the walking. I thought, oh yeah, I might try that out. Um, I've currently played maybe ten hours of it so far, and it's exactly the same. I just <laughs> I'm walking through, and I came through, and again, like honestly, when I first started, I was like, oh man, I forgot how how cool this game is, and about you know, once you build your ship or repair your ship you kind of blast off and then after a while you land in the next thing going huh this is the same but it's now just raining oh this is the same but it's now cold and you're kind of like all right now i realize why i kind of moved away from this game so i I kept on playing it thinking oh maybe once you repair your ship you then go into kind of you know like tutorial modes about how to get like a freighter how to build your base and all that stuff now nothing at all i still i still i'm not refusing to look in google but so far, there is literally no way that I've found in order to build a base or build a rover or whatever. I don't know if you have to work your way into this Atlas storyline before you can unlock those things, but right now, it's literally just exactly the same as what it was like when it came out in day one. There are obviously, you know, new um, new kind of elements. You're like, whoa, wow, a new element. Sweet. That's, that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it's pretty much still negative about it. I think a big reason as well is that I must—I always binge on playing video games. Like I'll go weeks without playing anything, and then when I do pick up a game, I'll end up spending like 10, 12 hours non-stop. And I think that's where I'm going wrong with No Man's Sky. I think No Man's Sky is certainly one game where you only play it for 20, 30 minutes at a time. Because if you go any longer than that, then the cracks start becoming you know, really obvious and you just get bored of the game. Uh, but for those initial kind of like half an hour of booting up, you're kind of like, yeah, this is pretty cool. Start getting your plans formulated about what you want to do. And then if you then kind of like stop it after that, then it might kind of be a bit more interesting. But continually playing it was just a bit like there. Um, the only positive that's come out of like the new updates is their uh, survival mode. Uh, that's probably the best thing about it. It does actually come up with a brand new game. You know, this time around, you just wake up in the middle of nowhere on your planet and you have uh, your ship is like 12, 13 minute walk away and you have to survive while trying to make it to your ship in order to then continue the repairing stuff. That's probably a really, really good challenging aspect to it. And uh, it's bloody hard. It fucking is really, really hard. Uh, I can barely get halfway to the ship before I die. And obviously when you die, you lose all your items that you had on you and you start at your last save point. So it's pretty good and you kind of have to think tactically about how you want to try and approach the game so it does add in a wee bit more of a kind of um, a bit more of a challenge to it rather than just wandering around and you know just picking up your thing. And obviously, um, all the elements in order to craft stuff to survive are a lot more radar. You know, everything's a wee bit more hostile. And you know, there was like in the normal mode, uh, your life support goes down, but if you stop, the life support doesn't go down anymore. This constantly goes down, so you have to constantly try and figure out a way to kind of you know keep yourself alive. Uh, so yeah, that bit is really positive, but. Apart from that, it's exactly the same as day one. And to anyone that, that was, I don't know, and I was thinking about replaying it, but if you are, I wouldn't really bother unless you want to try the survival <laughs> mode, really. Yeah. You know, that is honestly the only thing I would pick up the game again for. 
Uh, so yeah, I'm still disappointed at the fact that it doesn't feel like it's improved that much, which is a shame. But hopefully this whole ARG thing, and they might have a big update that might make things a wee bit more bearable, but nah, eh, it's still pretty pretty bad. <laughs> eh, and then on top of that, I just played my usual Madden shite, and that was about it. Obviously Madden 18's coming up, so my mate and I are trying to blast through Madden 17 and try and get as much as we possibly can, do- can get done before I drunkenly pre-ordered the game, so I'll get to play it three days before the release date. <laughs> oh, fuck. I know, I know. I get it a week early, yeah, access. I know, it's just, um, what do you call I did it because my mate and I have a deal, because obviously with the PS4 sharing, um, you know, he can play my copy of Madden 17 at the same time and I can, and we can play online with each other, so getting pre-ordered, he's like giving me half of the game as well, so essentially, you know, we're both using the same copy on PS4, which is pretty cool. So yeah, so that's why I kind of pre-ordered it, so... Uh, so yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to that one to come out. But yeah, Madden 17, just playing that non-stop as I usually do. And that's about it, I'm afraid. I'm pretty boring. I'm off this Thursday, Friday, though, so I do have a list of games. So hopefully I'll have more than just my usual two or three. <laughs> I'll have a wee bit more. But that's it for me, really, in terms of games, I'm afraid. Cool. So, Andy, what have you played? Right, so I actually played quite a few things. Um, first of all, Steam Sale is on now. Steam Sale, and... For me, this is probably one of the best Steam sales they've ever done, like Steam Summer Sale, because what they've done that's a bit different this time is they have put everything on sale and it's all on sale for like a week or a week, a week and a bit, which is different from what they usually done. Like me and Ross were talking about this just before the show there, like because a lot of time they do like these flash deals that are only on sale for like six, twelve hours sort of thing, um, but this time just everything on sale and there are thousands of games on sale across the catalogue. It would take you weeks to even just troll through the list of all the games that are on sale um but like looking at my wish list i had i had like 30 games on my wish list and 27 of them were on sale <laughs> so so i was like okay well what the fuck am i gonna buy here because i don't want to spend a massive amount of money but i mean how many games have you got in your wish list ross uh, I have about two, 250 something out of my wish list and about 180 of them are so far on sale which is insane. <laughs> so, I mean, that just shows you, like, the sort of snapshot of, like, how many games are on sale here. But, but I did pick up a couple of things, and it's a couple of things that you've actually spoken about before, Ross. Um, first of all, I picked up uh, City Skylines. Yay! It's a great game. Just watch it. You'll get sucked into it for hours upon hours, man. <laughs> which, uh, which uh, like, I know you spoke about it a couple of times before, and I know you played it a lot, because, like, it shows you on Steam, like, how many hours you've played, and I'm like, oh my, because you've got, like, 100 hours or something like that in it. I'm like, fucking yeah. hell. Yeah, that's actually one of my lower ones as well. Yeah, but I mean, I think it was like like four or five quid or something like that. And I was like, okay, well, I like these kind of like building sim management games. Cool. Jumped into it, played for a couple of hours. Um, It took me about an hour to realise that you could like pause the time. So I was trying trying to to build everything in real time and it's just like my money's just draining. I'm like, how the fuck do you do this? Because I'm like building roads and by the time I've built my roads, I'm out of money. And I'm like, Okay, well, these houses are starting to appear, and now I don't have like any water or electrics for them, so the people hate me. <laughs> yeah. so I'm the worst mayor ever. But I, I did eventually work out that you could pause it, and it was able to uh, build some uh, some of the water pipes and the uh, the electrical pylons and solar, like uh, not solar, uh, wind farms and stuff. 
Um, but yeah, I still found that I was running out of money like so quickly, even like pausing the game to like build stuff. Um, mm-hmm. the, I think the biggest issue that I kept having was the water, like because you can't have the uh, you can't have an overlap of the waste pipe and the fresh water pipe, which is really very conf- well, was really well, very confusing no, no. to me. Uh, Andy, the um, the the one water pipe services both waste and water. Does it? Yeah. So basically, oh, when you God. set up when you set up your sewage system and your water system, you connect them together. You connect them together with one pipe, so they're both joined up with the pipes. Then that single pipe acts as both the sewage and the water pipes. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, that's you basically you've wrong. basically been doubling <laughs> up on your pipes. <laughs> but no, that's that. That's how you can. That's that's how it's done. It's like you connect the two together. And a bit of advice, actually, as well. I would play it with unlimited money first, so you can get an idea as to how see, everything I, I 100%, works. Yeah, I would one hundred percent love to do that, but I couldn't see like how how to do that in the options. Uh, like, it's in, uh, um, you go into the mods uh, section, and then it's under one of the mods when it's official mod. You know that you get mm. pre-installed, and you just tick it to take it all. You know to okay. uh, put on unlimited money. Uh, so yeah, that, but it's great. That, that's what I think it's, I'll do. But, have you yeah, got yeah. Any of the DLC stuff for it? Or? Um, like I just bought like the the basic game, whatever it was. But I mean, there's so many like there's so much stuff, and even the Steam Workshop for it that I'm I'm oh, sure it will yeah, keep yeah. me keep me going for a long time. But yeah. but like I liked I liked all the mechanics and stuff like that, and like the the wee people coming in. I, I did one where uh, I tried where it was like there was two high I was in between like two highways, and I I basically like started off by building a road just between the two highways, like a straight road, and then tried to build off of that. But then like when uh, when all the cars started coming, they all just drove straight past my town. <laughs> they like, they obviously like looked at it and went, "Really don't want to live there." They just kept driving. <laughs> so like, hundreds and hundreds of cars are going past. I'm like, "Oh, look at all these cars!" But no one is coming to live in my town. I'm like, okay, they hate me. <laughs> but uh, it's, it, it's good. Um, another thing as well that I usually do is uh, watch some YouTube videos of it, and you can kind of so, a lot of the tutorials. That's how I kind of like started up. So it's a bit like yourself took me ages to figure out like things like the water and the sewage yeah. another thing that, that figured out was um you're better off using wind power to start up rather than doing coal yeah. or anything at all and don't don't you know don't expand too rapidly and stuff like that. and i learned all that by just watching kind of like quick tutorials on um mm. on the thing and it kind of gives you some good kind of tips and tricks on how to do it and another thing as well is adjusting your budget so always make sure that when you start up put your water and electricity right down and then every time it kind of like says, "Oh no, there's not enough water," you just increase the mm. budget and it'll reduce it down without having to build too many things as well. Yeah, and that, but, but, but no, but, it's good. And before you know it, you'll be up to 107 hours like me, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like the mechanics and all that are really cool. It's just like getting your head around all the things, like learning the new game. But uh, yeah. but yeah, I really like the idea of it, and uh, I want to actually build a city instead of just like some shitty hamlet. <laughs> Ah, yeah, yeah, that's that's the best thing to do with your unlimited money because that way you just get mm-hmm. to muck around and not need to worry about you know losing money and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, nice. That that's a good idea. I'll I'll definitely do that. Um, the other thing that I picked up in the Steam sale was a game called Orwell. Yep, it's a good game. Which uh, which you'd spoken about before, which is kind of like uh, I mean, it's sort of like a text adventure type thing where you're kind of. Uh, playing the role of like a government agent who's trying to uncover like a conspiracy and stop like 
bombs going off essentially. Um, but it's really interesting the the way they do it. So you're trolling through like people's like social networking pages and like finding all the interconnected links and stuff like that and uploading them to this server. Um, and I, I thought it had told an interesting story and like it had a lot of kind of like interesting social issues and stuff going on as well as like. Uh, really interesting commentary on like what's going on just now with like politics and and things and the Big Brother and all that sort of stuff. So really, really good game actually. I think it was down to like three quid or something. Yeah, and the first the first chapter is actually free to play. Uh, yeah, the first chapter is free to play. Yeah, but it's 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 a bit. It's uh, the gameplay is a bit similar to um, well the, the the type of gameplay is similar to uh, Papers Please, where it's more it's like a kind of spot the difference type thing where you're. Going through and you have to see whether or not whether well, their Facebook posts if they're quite e- extremist views or whatever you kind of go oh well hang on a minute this could be connected to this person who's connected to the overall yeah you know, stuff. I, mean, so I, mean, actually- I, th- I think it's actually a lot more like a lot more interesting and in depth and like papers please because there's a lot more information for you to troll mm-hmm. through to like find the relevant pieces of information yeah. and, and you'll sometimes find like these kind of. Uh, bits of information that will say like one thing and like you could upload it to the server like say one one person's like oh I could kill you for this and you yeah. could upload that to the server and they're like oh this person has violent tendencies and they're actually like just talking to their pal about like they don't want to go on a night out or something like that um, yeah. but like the server will recognise that like phrasing if you upload it as them being like a violent individual when they're actually not yeah. So it's really, really kind of cool, like social commentaries and stuff. And what I really want to see, though, is like uh, the, the game that I was talking about like, a couple of weeks ago, like Emily's Away, um, mm-hmm. or Emily's Away 2. Like the story of that, like combined with like the intricacies of the like social network and stuff that they do in this game, like those two combined would be fucking amazing. Like this would be like my ideal game. But like both these games are really good in their own way. Like, although I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, like really, um, I, I liked the first episode quite a lot. But like it, once it kind of expands and it, you get a bit more into it and stuff like that, it's it's really cool. And it's uh, it's got alternate endings and stuff as well. So yeah, uh, it's got some some replay, replayability. I don't know if I would necessarily want to like do do some of the stuff again, but. Uh, because I'm quite happy with like the ending that I got, and it was like a cool right. story and stuff it told. But you could go and like change some of the ways that you did things and uh, yeah. do do the different endings for the achievements and whatnot. But yeah, and really certain, cool, really cool game. Yeah, and like certain decisions that you make or certain things that you input into the file can you know have repercussions on like how long it takes to catch like the overall like person mm-hmm. stuff. For example, like I think quite early on actually, I think it's in the first chapter where you have to decide what the um, the suspect's address is. And I picked like over the rainbow or something like that, and then the guy's yeah. kind of going, eh, "Are you sure that's the right address?" And then it's like kind of <laughs> like going, you know, it's going to take us a, a lot longer to find the suspect because we're looking for a fictional over the rainbow. And I was like, oh, "Okay." Then. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like continue on trying to find like another way to try and get this person connected to the overall kind of thing. So you know, it's it's pretty cool that way. There's a lot of kind of branches that you can take in order to make the game quite unique for your playthroughs. I think like as it went on as well, like especially in like the final chapter where it's like you've only you can only upload like so many pieces of information because you've got like a real like time frame now before like say this like bomb will go off. Um so they're like you need to find this like where these people are and you need to find it fast. So you've only got like like a 
what, I think it was 20 or 10 or something like that, bits of information you could upload. And, like, I uploaded, like, a couple of things, and they're like, I think one was about, like, some guy's relationship. And they're like, that is not pertinent information. Stop wasting fucking time. Well, not fucking yeah. time. Stop wasting yeah, time. Like, uh, yeah, I think I did the same thing, actually, at that point. I was just <laughs> like, yeah, the relationship's totally something to do with it. No, it's not. Okay, then. <laughs> so, like, like, sorry. board. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, I mean, like, yeah, it's such a cool game. Like, I, I love these kind of, like, games that take the idea of, like, a game and do something, like, totally different with it like things like this and like Emily's Away and uh, like Horse Story uh, Stanley Parable things like that That I mean it just kind of changes the idea of like what a game is it's like one of these kind of it's not not a traditional game per se yeah not not, not the same kind of like you know pretension that, but it really shows that video games can be an art form when you have these kind of games coming out that, that really push the kind of buyer of what of what is a video game as you kind of said you know with these yeah. kind of like clever clever overarching and branching kind of gameplay and alternate sort of like playthroughs and stuff 100 percent. like uh but yeah really good game like I, I absolutely recommend that like it's fucking like three pound on steam just now uh if you're into those like these type of games and you're interested in like like what i've just said about it 100 percent pick up great game um I, I think it came out this year as well yeah it was this year it came out mm-hmm. so uh I, I would hope that this might make my my list but it will s- depends how how many good switch games come out i think <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so I played a couple more things because I played actually quite a few games this week. For for once, I got out of I finally gotten out of this rut that I was in. Like after it was after Horizon, Horizon and like Zelda, Mass Effect, those three games just like ruined me for like wanting to play games. Just I think it was Horizon mostly really just sucked the joy out of playing games for me. Even though it was a good game, like I just didn't didn't want to play like any of these big fucking open world games anymore. So uh, and that's that's kind of spoiled Zelda a wee bit for me, even though Zelda's amazing. But yeah, Horizon, fucking annoying. Um, so the other games that I played, uh, I did play... Oh, okay, so I, I was going to play The Walking Dead Season 2 on PS4, okay? And, and the reason I was going to play this was to get my save file ready for uh, A New Frontier. But I couldn't play Season 2. I, I can't remember if I... Did I speak about this last week, Ali? I can't remember if I, or if I told you separately. Oh, is this the thing where I, I thought you were talking... I was like, what's S3? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, in the chat, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah okay, yeah. so... Shit, so, sorry, I'm muting my mic. I can't remember. Um, um, I don't think I did. I think it was, like, when we were talking, like, when we were doing the videos that I was telling you about it. But anyway, yeah. like, I'll only take my second to explain it anyway. Uh, but, like, basically, like, I've played through Season 1, like, on on PS3, on PS Vita, and PS4, um, but my save file isn't on my PS4 because I changed my hard drive. It is in the cloud, so I thought I would be able to download it, but so when I went into Season 2, it's like, download your, like, get your save. I'm like, okay, went to download my save from the cloud. Wouldn't let me because I didn't have the game installed. Well, okay, well, that's fucking stupid. Like, why would I not be able to download the save? It's my save. Let me fucking download it. But it wouldn't let me do it without having the game installed. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to have to buy Season 1 to get my save and then import that to Season 2 in order to play through Season 2, get my choices for Season 2 in order to play the new Frontier. And I said this was too much effort. Like, And I was like, fuck that, I'm not going to bother with that. So I just picked up uh, a, a new Frontier, which is Walking Dead Season 3. Um, and handily though, it does have a feature where it allows you to recreate your story from the first two games, the, re- the stuff that is relevant to a new Frontier. So, hats off to Delta for doing that. They saved me a bit of time <laughs> yeah. Um So I was able to like choose the things that uh, that I ended up with in season one and two. I'll not spoil it just in case Ali wants to to play it or or if you've played it, Ross. But 
a new frontier is it's a strange one because like in season one you played as Lee and Clem Clementine was with you like the whole time through, and then in season two you got to play as Clementine, and now in season three, I th- I just thought you would play as Clementine because she was set up to be like essentially the main character for season three again, and you've talked about this before. No, I've never played it, and I might have talked about it before, but I haven't played it. Like this, we played it for the first time, uh, and you're playing as this guy uh, Javier, I think his name is, and they call they call him Javier. Javier, 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 Javier. But um, he, ja- ja- Javier, he's like no, it's with I think it's with an X actually, or maybe with a J, I don't know. But anyway, he's like he's a kind of interesting enough character, and he's got his family and stuff with him, um, and he like encounters Clementine, maybe like halfway through the the first episode because like I'm playing it and I'm like where the fuck is Clementine where the fuck is Clementine like I don't care about this guy where's Clementine and once she comes into it like she's a badass in this, by, by this point and uh, really she has some like questionable things but because like because like we've got because like we've got this like connection to her like I was going to just side with Clementine so like it's kind of like really affecting the choices that I'm making with this guy I'm like well like are you gonna like go with Clementine or like go with the go with your family? I'm like, well, I'm gonna go with Clementine and go and shoot things. Like that seems more fun. So it's kind of it's kind of weird. Like I would rather be playing as Clementine to be honest. Than don't know if I got guy. the third season. Don't know if I got it or did we get sent it or? Uh, we did get sent it on Steam certainly, but uh, I I didn't download it on Steam. Like I, I picked up on PS4. But but anyway, like uh, as far as the actual like gameplay goes, gameplay is much improved from season one and two, and also much much improved from Batman and Guardians. By the way, uh, it's clear to me that this has been in development for a while, and they've polished it out so it actually looks like a next gen game, rather than like Batman and Guardians are kind of like, they feel like half steps to me, to be honest. Um, but this one actually looks like a next gen game, still like budget like telltale thing but it looks a lot better um it controls a lot better i haven't had seen any graphical hitches or errors or anything yet which were omnipresent in batman and and guardians episode one to a certain extent as well um but yeah like really enjoying it all all the combat and stuff is your usual quick time event stuff and it is mostly the same as from what was in uh uh, the Walking Dead Michonne episode, very similar to that, which was fine because like that was some of the best parts of that when they had the the QTE battles and things. But but yeah, really enjoying it so far. Apart from the fact that you can't play as Clementine, which is annoying. But I don't know if you do maybe get to play as her later in the season. I'm not sure because I haven't played the first episode so far. I I will report back on that further next week because I I will play through the rest of this this week. But so far, really good. Um, finally played one final game, Ali. What was the final game, Andy? I played Near Automata, or Automata, however yeah. <laughs> you say it. Right now, this is a fucking interesting game, right? Because it starts you off. Um, I mean, all the like footage and stuff like that looks like a hack and slash RPG type game, but it starts off as a shmup. So like you're in like a sort of wingsuit thing, and you are playing like a two D shmup. And then you're playing, so you're playing like a vertical 2D shmup, and then a horizontal 2D shmup, and then like a 3D shmup. Really interesting how they do the, like these different versions of it. And then once you get into the, like the, the main part of the game, it kind of plays like a cross between a hack and slash and a shmup. Which, which is, it sounds like it wouldn't work, but it works really well. Like the gameplay of this is absolutely solid. Um weird thing they did with this game though is that if you die in the sort of like beginning section then you like 
die and the game ends and you have to start again and you get like an ending so it shows you the credits and all that so so my question to you first of all is that have I finished the game if I've seen the credits I don't know because sure. yes you finished the game why yeah, not? so I'm I'm done with the game. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, I, it was maybe like half an hour or so it took me to get to like the boss, and then the 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 boss and this thing killed me. Um, and I had to read up about it online because it seemed a bit harsh to me that there was no like save point in it. But like all the things online said that basically this is the kind of intro to see if you would like the game, and if you if you play through this and die and don't enjoy like what you've played and don't feel like going back again, then you should just return the game because this game is not for you but apparently as soon as you beat this boss like save points are like abundant uh, so it's just one of those really weird things like the developers have, have done to like fuck with people essentially it's really strange but the gameplay is, is really solid and it looks like it will have a kind of in- really interesting weird weird story to it but the gameplay is so so good like you just can't I can't explain like how it even works <laughs> to be honest because I mean you're running about as like a character and you're doing like you've got a sword and you're jumping about and hacking uh, these robots and stuff but you've also got at the same time uh, you've got like a little robot companion thing which you're constantly aiming at things and using your R1 button to constantly fire at stuff and it doesn't ever seem to like reload or anything it just fires like, a, a strain of bullets like a, like you would in a shmup Um but yeah, really strange combination and doesn't sound like it would work, but it works so well. Um, it also looks really, really nice as well. So I, I want to get like play through that again because you need to like if you die you have to start it again. So I want to play through that again, get past this uh, this boss and uh, see what the game kind of opens up into because it looks like really interesting. I think it's a really long game though. I've been interested. <laughs> that is uh, that that is all I played. I know it's probably not your cup of tea, but like it, it's a really solid game. Cool. That's all. Um, so that's us. That's us. That's us done. Oh, we've got fifteen minutes. <laughs> we've got fifteen minutes. Mm, my Venom Racing wheels reviews up. <laughs> <laughs> I chewed all the way through it. Well chewed done. All the way through it. Yeah, I had chewing gum in my mouth. I was like, <laughs> 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 I don't know how many more things you can say about a steering wheel that's a bit of plastic, effectively. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, it's got like, it does have buttons on it, sort of. I covered that. Yeah. Like, it's plastic so. with buttons that click other buttons. Yeah. Um, yeah, you talk about something for 15 minutes, and I don't know what to talk about for 15 minutes. Uh, oh, let's get let's get Cameron's take. Um, anything anything coming up, Cameron, that you're excited about coming out? Uh, I just like to apologise. I had technical difficulties when I was talking about games. I was playing earlier, so it did seem like I just kind of faded away, <laughs> but uh, it was <laughs> unintentional. Uh, Baby Driver is out tomorrow. Um, new Edgar Wright film starring Kevin Spacey, Jamie Fox. Uh, no, no babies. Two out of ten. It's not actually a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping there's a post-credit scene. Um, it sounds tremendous. It uh, looks great. Uh, looks like something a wee bit more fresh from all the the sequels. And as much as I love superhero movies, all the superhero movies, uh, uh, yeah, I'm really, really excited about that. Uh, obviously, we have Spider-Man coming up soon, which I'm sure most of us are either very outwardly excited for or very 
inwardly. Either either way, we're all very very excited. Indifferent. Uh, indifferent. Indifferent. Aye, I don't really care for Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. It looks good. Um, other than that, I mean, Spider Man is the big hitter this summer. But you've got War of the Planet for the Planet of the Apes coming out soon, which critics are already praising wildly, saying it's the most essential blockbuster in years. They also um, haven't seen Transformers 5. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I think that'll be really exciting. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with Caesar because he adva- he's advanced even further this time, so his speech has went to the next level. Uh, Spoiler alert, Mark Wahlberg ends up among them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was funny they were on Graham Norton and you could tell Mark Wahlberg held this sort of contempt for for uh, Woody Harrelson and Andy Serkis that were sitting there on the couch because he clearly realises that these guys have done what he did so much better than he did uh, obviously the Tim Burton version pretty much derailed the whole franchise for about I don't know how, how many years Ten? Ten, ten then, years, yeah. then again, did they have a hit song such as Good Vibrations by The Fun Bunch? No, they didn't. <laughs> Cameron's too young for that, Ali. <laughs> Back from Mark Wahlberg was Marky Mark. Marky Mark was the best. Um, other than that, that's pretty much what you want to look out for. There's been a couple of new trailers and stuff coming out this week which are pretty exciting. Uh, I don't know if you saw the Jackie Chan the Jackie Chan movie trailer uh, The Foreigner uh, <laughs> it's a bit, It is a bit <laughs> racist though like the title well, but it, it does look good It's based off a book called The Chinaman <laughs> Okay well <laughs> fuck's sake So slightly less racist but racist yeah. all the same um, and there is a new film coming out called Battle of the Sexes uh, which is about the iconic tennis match if you're into tennis, uh, between Bobby Riggs and Billie Jean King in the 70s, uh, as you can probably imagine, it's a woman and a man that played each other. I don't even know the result of the match, and I would recommend not even looking at it before going into the movie. Uh, and for anyone that's interested in your graphic novels or comic books, it's your Valerian and City of a Thousand Planets is not far away now. Uh, which is shaping up to be a bit of a masterpiece, I think. Uh, I don't know what you guys think about Valerian. It looks cool from the trailer, yeah. Um, special effects look absolutely batshit crazy. Uh, but that's the only thing I'm a wee bit worried about is a lot of films that come out that seem to be so based on spectacle, like if you remember John Carter, that was just a big sci-fi bonanza and it hmm. bombed completely uh, I'm really concerned that people might just be put off by the, its its scale like because Star Wars can get away with bigger scale because it's got a legacy whereas Valerian is something relatively brand new for people that aren't really aware of the graphic novels for example I had I'd never heard of it um, Guardians of the Galaxy says hello to that oh. another thing as well actually is uh, it's Luke Besson isn't it yeah yes it is I, uh, he um uh, in an interview, he said that uh, in pre-sales, they've already covered 96% of their budget. Uh, so technically, it would only be a 4% loss if it bombs. Uh, what they're more worried about is their credibility. That, uh, as you said, if it fall, if it bombs like John Carter, 
you know, it might turn around, like big studios might turn around to look this on and be like, look, that was a wee bit too out there. Uh, we don't want to do something like that again. So he's a wee bit more worried about the fact that like, it could, if it bombs, it could further close the door in Hollywood uh, trying out new uh, new source material rather than the remakes and their sequels. That's what Luke Besson's more worried about. He doesn't care about the money because, he's, as I said, he says that the pre-sales have covered over 90% of the budget already. Nice. So it'll be interesting to see whether or not uh, it's going to bomb, which I hope it doesn't because I think he's right. I think if it does, uh, Hollywood are just going to then just close the door on even more original works and we're just going to have to rely on sort of independent cinema. Which uh, it's a real, sh- it's a real shame as well because it takes... I think to try and produce something like that today is, is I don't want to say it's wild, but it's a good thing. Like it's yeah. kind of it's it's kind of trying to escape. Oh, I try to put the words for it. I don't know. It just looks sort yeah, of. It's, like, it's 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 trying to escape the mundane uh, profit making films that Hollywood are churning out. That it, you know, like the 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 audience is slowly becoming more aware that the fact that like for the past well, like almost 15 years we've had exactly the same type of movies coming through franchises or you know adaptations not enough westerns Ross not enough westerns not enough westerns not enough westerns but I have to say though Cameron there's one film that you've missed that I think is going to be the ultimate film of the summer and that's Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk that looks phenomenal looks bollocks every time that trailer comes on at the cinema I'm like who gives a shit I've seen it before I've played all the Call of Duties I don't give a shit like everyone reads the there's not going to be a surprise it's not going to be a twist ending that it was actually Superman fuck off (laughs) shut up Ali man looks looks terrific the way that Christopher Nolan's telling the story I was reading they're telling it in three like three separate sort of narratives so you have yeah, actually, like on the beach as well with all the soldiers, you'll have in the air, which is where Tom Hardy comes in, and you have the civilian passengers, which obviously were a big part of the Dunkirk story. Um, what I'm kind of looking forward to is Harry Styles is without a doubt going to die in the movie. Uh, <laughs> there's a bit in the trailer where he's, I don't know if you've noticed it, there's like two boats almost coming together, and there's a man trying to swim out between that, and there's no possible way that anyone could pull anyone out from there he's doomed to be crushed and awesome. i think it's going to be worse than transformers <laughs> no, it's not man it's going to be it's going to be phenomenal i can't wait see the sound of the stupid dive bombers and that imax i was going nuts man oh just can't wait more you're getting shivers up my spine thinking about it i can't fucking wait for this film so so strange boy like honestly, what? like it's so boring looking. Like it looks the dullest thing ever. See when the trailers come on, that's when I go and get my second popcorn because oh. I just ate my first oh. one. By how could you say that, man? I was on the edge of my seat every time I watched the fucking trailer. You should get out uh, more. Oh, hey, uh, Cameron, I'm, I'm a massive history buff. This is why I'm gushing over the Dunkirk film, by the way. <laughs> so it's, a, it's a story that it's only ever really kind of been properly told on screen once, and even back then, it was years and years ago. And it just this is it finally getting justice because. Finally. The thing about it is, it's not necessarily a heroic story uh, for like, uh, like I mean, a vict- a victorious story, and it's more like a, a serious failure uh, that the British Army had because uh, they, they did fail a lot of the soldiers. Obviously, it was a miraculous effort in the end. I think that's pretty refreshing for a war movie. Uh, oh, Rogue One, just saying. <laughs> yeah, Rogue One's a better war movie. Fuck off, man. It was not. Yeah, it is. It is. There's not enough Shia LaBeouf in this movie. Where's Shia LaBeouf? I want a minute. Well, Fury was a good war movie with Shia LaBeouf in it, I suppose. 
Although I, I, although I, I really do uh, get upset at how the the tank is portrayed because there's no way that Sherman. How the tank is portrayed? That. Yeah, because there's no way. Does there's it no speak? way that. Okay, Does there's it no speak? Way, there's not, no not, way that. Not canon. There's no way that fucking Sherman tank would have been able to go up one on one with that tiger in the field like that is just ridiculous. That fucking Sherman tank would have been blown to pieces without having, and the shell would not have ricocheted off its armor. It would have just fucking blown everything up. Probably it would have been dead halfway through the film, and everyone would have been. Well, that wouldn't made for a very good film. I know, but I'm just saying, there's no fucking. Ah, oh, just annoys me seeing those inaccuracies in war movies, man. Anyway, sorry, that was me. I'm go- I felt I was going on another like western. Well, style a, that's why it's that's why it's a movie and it's not a documentary. Like, it, honestly, like saving Matt Damon's better. <laughs> well, that's more Dude. historically accurate than Fury. So, do you know what's do you know what's good though? That's coming out in like three days. Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. I can't wait uh, to play this. Uh, this was the thing. Uh, G Force and Glasgow put a big po- put a post up on their Facebook page saying that they weren't expecting many physical copies. Now I don't know if there's any truth to why that's the case. After because um, they have tried to imply online that uh, they're trying to focus on a more digital release. Is that is that true? They're not bringing it's- out any physical copies. No, it's probably because game GeForce break fucking street day all the time, and they've went yeah. no, no chance. <laughs> you nah, have like ten copies. I guarantee you can buy this like a week, two weeks, a month afterwards. Like I don't think there'll be as many copies of the wild as say Connect Adventures, but like <laughs> there'll, there'll definitely be plenty to buy. Like I don't think it's one of those limited releases. Like uh, no, it's not. Limited run games do uh, for like Hotline Miami and stuff, but no, there'll be, there'll be plenty to buy. GeForce. I wouldn't be surprised if they get told that because the amount of times they're selling, like Injustice Two, when you got it, Cameron, it was like almost a week before it came out. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying that it's a bit bittersweet because I bought plenty of games from GeForce early in the past, such as uh, Assassin's Creed Unity for a lovely fifty pounds, which is oh one my of my big regrets of my entire <laughs> fucking life. Um, Eighty pound no. day one season pass. Hmm. And Man's oh as well. I just it really broke my heart. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I tried. I tried to love it. Uh, I tried to care for it. And instead, I just abandoned it. <laughs> but, it but I mean, crashes crashes out like uh, a good price, like physical on Amazon. It's twenty seven ninety nine. I think it's thirty five digital. But same so it's kind of Zelda DLC. So same day Zelda DLC. But yeah, I'm buying. I'm buying Crash at this point. Yeah, I'm not. I, I'm not. I don't think I'm ready for the Zelda DLC. Okay, you're you're not, but I am. But I'll get Crasher. Oh, excuse me. You talk for long in the show, man. I uh, see him. The Crash will get a sale. I've no need to replay Crash Bandicoot just now. I don't feel the desperate need to. See, I'm buying it to play with the missus because, like, Ashley loves Crash Bandicoot. It's like her Crash Three. She likes, isn't it? Yeah, Crash 3 is like her, her favourite game. She's not that in the games, but like, if I can get her to play this, then she might play other games with me. Do they, the have, do they not have original D-pad control scheme as well, so that'll be helpful for her? I think they do, yeah, but I'm going to try to make her use the... Uh, <laughs> they won't have it. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, no, they don't have uh, D-pad controls in this game, no, no. Okay, cool. So that's us out of time anyway. Thank you very much, Cameron, for joining us. What is your blog slash website slash page that you want to shamelessly hear just now? <laughs> I read my mind. <laughs> uh, uh, filmswat.com. 
Uh, unfortunately, the website is coming to an end soon, but we're making a big final top 100 best movies ever post. Uh, that'll be out within the next week or so, so please keep an eye out for that. And I will announce news at the end of it about my new site, uh, the name of which I cannot reveal yet, but please keep an eye on it. And is thank that, you for having me on the show, guys. Is that fine? Is it called Ali was right about the Goonies or Green Lantern is a better movie than the Goonies.com? Oh, oh my God. Oh. You know, I... <laughs> At work, I started asking customers, and like I actually got a few agreeing that Green Lantern, the movie's better than the Goonies Tunnel. Uh, you're so wrong about that, Jesus. I'm not. I'm not at all. But I wish I could spit on customers. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to spit on the customer that agreed with me because you had a look at rage. Like, no. Anyway, uh, myself, Andy, and Ross will return next week, and we've actually had a, a request that an, a previous guest returns. <gasps> Maybe not Ooh. next week. Um, and and also a, a previous host might return at some point, not permanently, but just for a week. Um, so is yes, it, is it Jefferson Alley or Porkchop? <laughs> Talking to Porkchop from jail, but like no, it's not either. Of those two. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, tune in next week, I suppose. Stay tuned for Gaming History One Hundred One. Check out our YouTube because we've got a few new videos up with more to come, uh, and. Uh, yeah, that's it. Oh, and and also, like before we go, since it is midnight officially, which means it's the twenty eighth of June. Oh. Happy birthday to our very own Ross! Thank you very much. Thank you. I was Happy waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yes, twenty nine. Wonderful. Forty years yeah. young. Today. <laughs> <You're> so old. <laughs> and uh, stay tuned for the the B team later on as well. Okay. Thank you. Peace out, bitches. Bye.